Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, the internet's premier comic book and comic book movie podcast. I'm Dave. I'm here with Rich. Rich, how are you going? Not bad, but not bad. Uh, always, always glad to be a premier. Yeah, man. Episode 295. We're closing in and this is our final show of the year. And this, remi- yeah, yeah, this is, reminds yeah. me, I'm just oh, live, live tweeting. In fact, live Facebook messaging Ray to see if he wants to come on. I, I'm getting a feeling from Ray's silence during the week that he's not coming, but uh, we'll just text him and say, hey, Ray. You still coming on? <laughs> we'll do the. <laughs> you still coming on at nine pm? Poor old Ray. We, I think we, the guy's done about seventeen podcasts this week. He can, he deserves his rest. But um, yeah, Rich. Uh, Christmas week on approach. I've had a hell of a week. Uh, just busy. You know, like work, and uh, we bought a property, as you know. Um. That's where all the signal funds are getting diverted at the moment. Um, only kidding, folks. Uh, sign up to that Patreon, please. We need it. Um, you need to keep Dave housed. Um, yeah, but um, I've had I've had a busy week, but it's been a big week for news. And Rich, how are you, man? How are you traveling? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, just just uh, trying to get through Christmas, and that's it. Just rock and roll, man. Is that it? Just rock and roll all all day, all night. It doesn't feel like rock and roll when you listen to Christmas music. It's dun, not quite dun, the same dun. vibe. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that kind of stuff. Yeah, had not exactly very, my idea of rock and roll. Had a very shiny nose. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I love that stuff. Um, I would have been so annoyed. Yeah, because you don't have to listen to it every fucking day, every no. minute of no. every day for like weeks. So, yes, of course you love it. Everyone loves it. I don't have an issue with the songs. I just have an issue with the fucking being played constantly in my Yeah. In my You're trying to sell those TVs, man, you know? Well, trying. I mean, trying to sell TVs, dishwashers, washing machines, etc. Toasters. How much how much would a toaster set me back, Rich? If I wanted a toaster, what are we talking? Couple of hundred or one fifty, one one twenty, like what? Less? Both. You can get less or more. Jesus. All I want us to do is, is toast some fucking bread, you know? And you can use your oven for that, Dave. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. I want convenience. Um this is twenty twenty two. We're not to be fair, uh, your your oven would have a much lower chance of burning your bread, so <laughs> Fair enough, man. Well, I mean, fascinating though it is. It, it always is fascinating to to get into the retail world with Rich at Christmas. You've been less Grinchy this year than usual. I'm putting it down to your girlfriend. I think you you're less of a Grinch than normal. I don't think so. Oh no, I I do. I, having experienced you for many years, you are. Uh, I, no, I I think if you're talking about the if you're talking about my attitude towards the comic book industry, the movie industry, I don't think I've changed at all. No, I just mean your the, overall mood. And, and when it comes when it comes to your shenanigans about aliens and birthing chambers, <laughs> I don't think I've changed at all. Like no, I actually don't think I've changed that much. I don't think your views have changed. I just think your attitude is is a slight bit better than normal. I think you've had a bit of an attitude adjustment. 
you know, which is good. It's about time, you know. Maybe. Well, again, maybe I'm too close to see it. I don't. I just well, don't think so. Maybe one day. Imagine if if you text me, Rich, Dave. It's true. I just saw. I just saw an alien craft. I'd love it. I would be so happy. I'd be jealous. I didn't I'm see sure it myself. You I'd be like, feed me the details, man. Let's do three hours on this. Take us through, and blah, be- blah, blah, And the beauty of it is I could be lying through my teeth and you still believe it. Have I mentioned, <laughs> have I mentioned on the show, okay, let's flash back. It's about 1996, okay? David, this point, pretty late in the game, uh, one of the last nights I got really, really stoned, got really stoned, watched Casino, okay? Thought the movie was talking to me at one point. Thought thought they were putting calls in for my execution at one point. Was getting real paranoid. Um, had to chill out at my friends for an hour after the movie before I drove home. Driving home, a bright blue light across the sky for kilometer for like ten fifteen minutes, unexplained. I'm following yeah. the light. Yeah. The only the only problem with your story, Dave, is mm. how it starts. What's that? Well, you kind of discredit yourself by saying that you thought a movie was talking to you and putting a hit out on you. Yeah, that was the and that was like that, that was the drugs talking though. That but that's the, my point. It, that was the it doesn't quite help with your <laughs> mind when that story. Like it's kinda of like, well, you did start the story off with feeling like a movie was talking to you and putting a hit out on you. Like it kind of you know what I mean? It doesn't help your case. Let's just say that. Yeah, but but I sobered up. That was that was hours before, man. And, well, maybe you had it, Dave. Like that's the thing. Maybe there was a lingering, lingering effect as you were. You thought you were sober, but you weren't. Like I I'm was, just saying. I'm driving home. The bright blue light. You know what I was thinking? It's the spacecraft calling me, and I'm going to follow the light. That was what I kept thinking. I'm going to keep following this light. It was about twelve thirty a.m. So it wasn't super super late, but it wasn't early. And, and I was alone on the road, and I'm thinking, I'm going to follow the light. This could be close. I, I kept thinking, this could be the close encounters of the third Kaiden ending, you know, where Richard Dreyfus goes into the ship. Mm. And I was like, yeah, bring it on. Wow. Yeah, I was but like, yes. Was, but nothing was on or brought. Unfortunately, the light just seemed to peter out. I, I, I actually wonder if it was like some sort of an aircraft or air testing thing, because it wasn't where we lived wasn't that far from the airport, like, so driving, especially towards my place, the airport wasn't super far away, but even still, a bright blue light just across the sky for, like, 10 minutes. Hang on, let me get this straight. Mm. Living near an airport, drugs are involved, Mm. and you still can't just, and you, yeah, but, come on. Earlier. Drugs don't sort of like get out of your system. They do. They do. Like no, ma- no, marijuana. Don't. Marijuana does. Like it's not no, like no. it's not your, like your you're hallucinating. No, but your brain doesn't instantly recover. My point is, uh, like after an hour of consumption. No, this was so like four hours is, later, man. I'm just saying, yeah. you 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 seem to provide a lot of holes for your story. That's all I'm saying. All I know, dude, is I thought the aliens w- were calling me. This oh, was... I'm not, I do not deny that. That's what you thought. I'm not saying. You. Yeah. You didn't think that. I'm just saying, if you think about it, there's a couple of holes or sort of, you know, nagging things. This was during the X-Files were on TV. I consider myself a mini Mulder. You know, I was, he was my inspiration during those years, man. I, was, I, I, I think I got very close to cracking the case that night. You know? it's okay. The other time is reading Stone of Farewell, and I realise this is it with fantasy, fantasy novels. After this, is just going to be zeros and ones when I open the text. Wow, again, touched it, man. You know? 
Has I learned early in my life to not uh, argue with conspiracy theories or whack, whack jobs. So <laughs> I agree with you, Dave, completely. Well, I've got nothing to say about that. <laughs> man, just putting ideas out there late in the game, man. Uh, we're late in the game, 2022. Maybe the simulation's been running on a bit too long. It's a bit getting a bit wonky, you know? I'm actually starting to wonder if you actually don't get enough sleep. Mm, I don't. I don't get enough sleep. I, I, I drink too much caffeine and don't get enough sleep because I'm a, I'm a up all night on these theories, man. You know, I'm one step away from a beautiful mind where he's got the board out. You know, in the you know he's got the board in the shed and all that stuff. He's got he's got going on. I actually thought it was a good idea. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't think that's the life you want to emulate. I don't really know the details of the life, but I, I just remember that scene. Kind of a boring movie until you realise the big twist and you're like, okay, this has made a somewhat boring film a bit more interesting. Um, okay, so let's let's take it out of the hypothetical because we could be stuck here for a long time, you know? Let's just assume aliens are still a maybe. It's neither confirmed nor denied. Um, we let's Let's, for the sake of argument, say we aren't in a simulation just for the sake of argument for this show. Would you agree, Rich, for this episode? I'm happy, I'm happy to agree that we're not in a simulation, mm. Dave. I'm, I'm not happy. happy. I'm not happy to agree, <laughs> but I will for the sake of the show. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But anyway, and what I want to say is I got BritBox, Rich, which you had pointed me to. Sometimes you say stuff, and I, I don't act on it for like a year, you know, and then I'm like, why didn't I do what Richard said like months ago? Remember you said this to me. You, you mentioned Britbox. After all these years of knowing you, I still can't answer that question. Yeah. But, but like, I, I have this thing. It's not like I dismiss it. I hear it and think, yeah, that's a decent idea. But I don't act on it. And then finally the other day, I was on Amazon, and I noticed Britbox just came up as an option. And I clicked on it and added it. I've got a, tr- a week's trial. And the reason I wanted it was to get access to the really early Doctor Who's, like the first two Doctors. Um... You know, because I've got a lot of the DVDs of the classic stuff, but not too much of that stuff. So, yeah, and I, I've, I've watched almost all of Dalek Invasion of Earth, which I've enjoyed. And um, I bought the audiobook for Dalek Master Plan because, unfortunately, Dalek Master Plan was one of the first Doctor episodes, 12-parter, that most of the episodes were lost, the video. So... They did the audio of it. They recovered the audio of it, and they've managed to put together like a full audio drama of it. So I, I got that on Audible the other day. So, you know, loving life. Um, and you're the one, Rich, because you said to me you're going to start with William Hartnell, didn't you? Have you started? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we've been sidetracked, but I think we were. I think we got like four or five episodes in. That's cool. So you would have seen. Uh, Unearthly Child, and then the Daleks is a second story, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, but, like, because the season two of William Hartnell is out on Blu-ray or about to come out in Australia, I'm going to get it because it's got the Romans, which I want to watch. It's got Rescue. It's got the Dalek Invasion of Earth, like, full episodes. Like, it's they, they didn't lose any of those episodes. So I'm like, that's actually a pretty sweet season. Um, and, you know, for novelty value as well, like... It's better than you think it'll be, too. Like, you put it on, and, like, I'm not the biggest fan of that Doctor, like, the old fuddy-duddy Doctor, but, like, the stories and stuff, and, like, the companions, and you're like, this isn't actually that bad, you know? Like, uh, as a Doctor Who fan, I'm kind of enjoying it, because it's stories I haven't watched before, you know? 
Mm. Well, I mean, as I've always said, like, I mean, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I mean, I just kind of feel like, um, like people owe it to themselves to watch it because it's, it's the origin. It's, it's yeah. without, without this doctor, there is no, that's right. There is no doctor who there isn't, you know, your favorite doctor without, without, you know, the first doctor. So it, it's just, it's just fun to just I watch it out of just pure, um, uh, like curiosity, almost. Yeah, yeah, curiosity. You know, like just pure, like oh, let's just see what what they were doing, what what set it on the path. Yeah, what, early what, days. How make it what it was. Yeah, it's it's no different from going back and reading like the early comics, where you're like they're raw, but you can see the glimmerings of genius in there. You know, the good ones. And I mean, to be fair, in those days they would have had a lot more um, restrictions um, mm. uh, on on the capabilities. Um, true. Of, of, you know, I mean, you're doing a sci-fi show back in the '60s. You know, it's like, you know, it's not like today's technology. Budgets and or, stuff. Well, not just budget, but just like um, what's available to you to like tell mm. these fantastical yeah. stories. Um, you know, on a soundstage with yeah, not not exactly a, a, a high budget. You know, yes, as the show becomes popular, you get a higher budget. But again, it's just it's just fascinating for me to just see what they were working with and what they accomplished. And yeah, look, some of it is a little bit boring and some of it is a little bit um, uh, slow, mm. um, but it's still enjoyable. It's still... It's I agree. I agree. It's just fascinating to see the, the origin of Doctor Well, you made a great call when you said it because I, when you first said it, I was like, that's going to be a slog, Rich. But then I started to think about it and I've always wanted to watch because early Doctor Who... They were they were alternating a bit between uh, historical episodes and sci-fi, and I've honestly not watched any of the historical. Like I've not seen the Aztecs one, I've not seen the Romans one, and considering and the Crusade one, and considering my love of all those periods, I'm like, you know what? Like maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to watch one of these. You know? Well, that's what I, I mean. It's a, it's the same. Like, um, look, I mean, I only watched bits and pieces of of Doctor Who growing up. Right, because mm. I mean, growing up, we didn't have streaming, so like you can get whatever you wanted on video. Yeah, you know, even if you wanted to go rent, it doesn't mean that the well, they weren't know, available. They didn't. The rentals didn't start till ninety two. You know, no, but that's my point. Like I'm just saying, growing up, you know, you don't have like the, uh, a lot of avenues open to you. So mm. I thought to myself, you know what, I have no interest in in modern Doctor Who anymore. Right, like, no. like after uh, Capaldi, I'm I'm basically done. Just mm. like. I'm done. Doctor Who is, is pretty much finished. It's finished with Capaldi. But I thought to myself, well, you know what? I've never really watched from beginning to end mm. like a lot of the other Doctors, especially the first two Doctors. I've barely seen any of their mm. stuff. And so it's basically I've applied the same logic with, with Star Wars. You know, it's like for me, Star Wars is finished. It's kaput. It's, it's finished. But I will go back and read and collect the old stuff before Disney bought it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like the old novels. The old games, all that sort of stuff. I'm happy to buy that because one, I haven't read everything from mm. those periods, so it's, it's always it, I still have something to read. But that's all it is. I'm just now just focusing on like the old stuff of stuff I used to love. You know, um, that's well, that's fair enough, man. I mean, well, let's face it, definitely. Um, well, Doctor Who has been in unfortunately a real decline. The last, I'd say, two to three seasons have been some of the poorest. Well, definitely the poorest that it's been since it came back, you know? 
Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was going down here with Capaldi anyway, but mm, I just don't. It was. I think, I think it went from going like a gradual downhill to me just like it's in the nosedive. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. I, um, I, I struggled to watch the last two seasons, and it wasn't the woman's fault either. It was the writing. It was, I thought, terrible. Like, yeah. Well, for me, it's a combination of everything. I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I it's know. not just the writing. I feel it's the writing. I think it's the doctor. I think it's even just the companions. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. Like, the, they weren't... Nothing was a success. Yeah, nothing was a success, you know, basically, um, at all. Well, anyway, so uh, what? one thing I want to mention to listeners is, so next year, obviously we do the Trade of the Week, but we're going to alternate occasionally and do some Doctor Who episodes. Um, so we'll probably kick off with Doctor Who and the Romans, because that's first Doctor, you know, the Romans. Um, yeah, and we'll instead of doing the Trade of the Week that week, we'll just do a story. So it'll be like four 25-part episodes, 25-minute episodes, just like a single story. Um, and and I think we'll focus on the classic Doctor. I don't see any reason, like, you know, for, for 2023, I don't see any reason to go beyond that. Do you, Rich, at this point? There's just so <laughs> so there's just so much of the classic Doctor Who era. Um, and, yeah, I'm well, going to pick and choose, you know. I mean, essentially, there's decades worth. Like, there is. That's the thing. Like, there's literally, if you're going to, if you're basically, as I said, some episodes I've seen, you know, some story arcs I've seen because they used it as uh, as you got older, they did have sort of collections yes. of the story arcs. But I've ne- as I said, I've never ever watched mm. from the very start all the way through to um, the modern Doctor. Have you, you know, seen? I see every- from Pertwee on. I've seen everything. Actually, every single episode. Um, no, even then, I've only seen some. Yeah collections and all that sort of which stuff. is good i mean and there's a lot of gold in those hills too like trust me rich this is where i know where the gold is as well as a doctor who fanatic i do actually tend to know you know i i i sort of have i'll easily be able to pick off the top of my head the first 10 will just be you know really i think interesting exploration so yeah, so that'll be next um, year. This is the final show of this year for 2022. I do want to say thank you to all the listeners as well. Merry Christmas, um, obviously, uh, as well, because this will be our final show before Christmas. And then, Rich, you get a break, man. We're going to take a couple of weeks off, man. What are you going to do with yourself? Well, I get a break from... Um, Signal. Signal, but I don't get a break from work, so... Or life. Or life. You can't check out alive. It's like Hotel California. You, you, well, you can check out, but you can never leave. I'd like to go to Limbo sometimes for a visit. What's happening in Limbo? Just people playing chess? I'm quite happy to, to keep breathing in and out and, and carrying on. Yeah. I'm quite happy. I want things to get real crazy. You know that. I'd love things to get fucking nuts. Uh, listen, mate, if you want to experience nuts and crazy, just go work in retail. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> you'll have plenty of nut jobs and fucking retarded situations. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I literally had a customer call up and tell me that they bought um, a dryer and it was leaking. And I was like, I'm sorry, your dryer is leaking. And they were like, yes, I'm like, is it a heat pump? Is it a um, whatever? Like, is the water tackling? Oh, no, not water. I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, it's leaking electricity. And I was like, I'm sorry, can you say that again? She goes, it's leaking electricity. I know I put my hand near it. I can feel the electricity. And I spoke to my... I spoke wow. to my electrician. He said it's it's leaking. This is a danger. We need to get it swapped over. So I just said, listen, do me a favor. What brand is it? Cool. Call that company up and just tell them what you've told me. Uh, they'll get it sorted out. Wow. 
yeah. So that's, that's the first time I've ever had someone tell me that a dryer <laughs> is leaking electricity. Jesus, does she mean like it was radioactive or something? Or I don't know. I, as I said, it's like it's too crazy for she me. She could feel the current. Again, it's a dryer, so if, I mean, if it's it had stuff tumbling in it, there could be some residual um, static. Uh, static. Yeah. And I was just like, cool. Just I mean, maybe what she means is it's overheating or something. You know, I don't know. Uh, as I said, uh, that's the, but that's my point. That's the crazy. So if you want, if you want to experience crazy and deal with weirdos where you feel like, am I in hell? Am I being punished? Am I in purgatory? Then we can do something. <laughs> I love it, Rich. Uh, now, Witcher three. An update's come out. I I picked it up. It's on sale on the P PlayStation Store. I picked it up for like twenty four bucks, and I'm I'm so glad that I got that I got it at the store. And this is so funny. I went to EB Games yesterday, and I wanted to get it on the on the PS, you know, the PS four version because it upgrades to the PS five version. And so I wanted the next gen, you know, visuals, and because I I do have it on the Xbox One, but I wouldn't get the next gen visuals and. And I'm like, well, you know, it's been so long since I've played, I could easily start from the start. Like, it's not that big a deal. And um, anyway, I went to the store, and it was to get a used copy for the Game of the Year edition, I think it was $51. And I'm so cheap. I sat, I stood in the store, I swear to God, for three minutes, deciding if I want to spend $51. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Because, you know me, I just hate buying secondhand games. And I also think it should be cheaper. I kept thinking this game's been out for so long. Why is it fifty one dollars? And it was annoying me. And I was like, you know, it, it was, it wasn't. When people say it's not the money, it, it was the number, but it wasn't like the. I, I just it was just annoying me that it was so much. And so I left. I left it. I was like, fuck them. I'm not going to pay fifty one dollars for a game that came out in twenty sixteen. And then I went to as I was going home today though. <laughs> Uh, I was like, man, I really want this Witcher fucking three, and um, I I popped in and just before the show put on the um, PlayStation Store, and they had it on sale for I think twenty five dollars Australian, and I just purchased it, and I'm like, yeah, see, twenty five dollars for a twenty sixteen game, thank you, yes, like not fifty one dollars for a fucking second hand game from twenty sixteen, like what is going on, Rich, like. This is where where they're like, oh, retail's going to die. I'm like, well, you're doing your best to kill it, EB Games, with shit like this. A- am I insane, Rich? Well, the issue... Well, I mean, there's two issues. I mean, the one issue is obviously they... Unless it's been sitting on the, again, this, this shelf for years, they generally... They don't... Sometimes second-hand can be a bit expensive because, one, it could be harder to get. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not made brand new anymore. And two, they may have paid a higher price when they did the exchange. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. so they gave them a 20 bucks or 30 bucks store credit, well, then obviously they're not going to go below that and obviously they want to make a profit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, secondhand can stay a good price or a fairly hefty price if it is a game that's a bit, especially physically, if it's a bit, if it's a game that's a bit harder to get now. Like, But it's, which is very hard brand. to get. I, I went on, I went on, um, I went on Amazon .com.au, for new, okay, it was like $53. This was, this was, this was, let's have a look at now, live. So, I, the, you know, I, I just didn't want to pay it. I was like, if, if it was, if it had been below 40 I would have bought it. I'm glad I didn't now because I, because now I've got it for $25 digitally and I'm like, perfect, that's, that's what I want. 
Let's type in Witcher 3. This is, this is on Amazon.com.au. Witcher 3, PS4. Okay, PS4, it's 52. So it's gone down. So it's almost exactly what it was secondhand on EB Games. So that's a new copy. So it's, it's not rare. You can, you can get it on Amazon. Like, bang, done. So it's not rare at all. I didn't say that was rare. I was giving you an, a, a reason as to why okay. something, yeah. something could be a higher price secondhand. Yeah. I think it's just the poor business practices of EB Games. You don't know what they're doing. You know, like, Witcher, don't you always talk about AAA games? Surely Witcher 3 is a AAA game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a AAA game. Yeah, so these aren't rare games. There's fucking millions of them worldwide. So I didn't get it. I just don't get it, man. I And then I come home, click on my fucking PlayStation without having to go out to the store, and it's $25. And I'm like, thank you. That's what I wanted. Thank you, PlayStation Store. Because they're smart enough. You know, they're switched on enough to know that the next generation updates coming out, like it came out yesterday. People are actually want to buy the game. They price it down, you know, to, to get people through the door. Like, they're clever. They spot the fucking market. EB Games are just... It's just like they don't know what they're doing. Like, they just seem, like, disconnected from reality, is all I can say. And then they I mean, complain. Yes, yes and no, Dave. Mm. Um, it's it's If you're talking brand new, it's a hell of a lot fucking cheaper to buy it in EB Games than online. I agree. I'll yes, I agree. So, yeah, normally, so yes. Again, you again you can complain about secondhand, but again, secondhand is whatever they paid for it. If someone traded it in, and they bought all of them at let's say thirty bucks, said oh, we all give you all thirty dollars store credit. Well, mm. then the price of that is not going to go down unless they have so many fucking copies of mm. it that they need to basically get rid of it. So the secondhand is a very different market. It's a very different market than your brand new. Okay, brand new. You, I mean, you want to talk about bad business practice or stupid business practice. I don't fucking understand mm. why I have to pay 99 fucking dollars mm. for a game digitally yeah. when I can go into a store and buy it for $79. I agree. I, like, I agree. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not interested. Like, the second hand doesn't bother me because, again, that's that's a fluctuating market. It depends on what you paid for it, what you swapped it for, all that sort of crap. And you know what? If they have an abundance, they'll have a sale on it and you can fucking pick it up for 10 bucks or whatever if they mm. get too many. So... That's that, that that's a that's a very different it's a very different market that doesn't have like set mm. um stuff. But as I said, like A B games is expensive, but Jesus, it's way more expensive buying a brand new game digitally. Oh, I totally is. agree. And that's frustrating. Oh, and, and that's because the Xbox and PlayStation have agreements with the retailers to price them at their digital to, to not price down. They they have agreements with the retailers. That's that's why the digital market in Australia is so expensive. Um, for the new game, I, I think it, I think it's expensive worldwide. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter what country you're in. I believe digital is basically, if not the same price, more expensive yeah. than. Um, but but it's, be, it's that's why it's because they have relationships with the brick and store stores, you know the retailers. That's and, and they sign agreements to price them that high it's i agree it's ridiculous i, I fucking hate it because to me a, like a digital game i think should be slightly less than buying physical like frankly it's it's like digital comics like the only reason digital comics are so high is because of their agreements with the with the the comic book stores you know that basically that's basically the only reason why 
and and now you see when Amazon have taken it over, they're running aggressive sales all the time on their digital comics. You know, like mm-hmm. recently again, too. as you said, they've got sales digitally as well, where you can have like seventy five percent off a fucking yes game. So again, I just I I just don't understand it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's frustrating. I agree. But anyway, the good news is with The Witcher 3 update is out. I I now do have the game on my on my on my PS5, so I will at some point uh this week, probably maybe not this weekend, but this week I will I'll be excited to check it out and see what the visuals are like on it. I don't know what the what the reviews have been like. Have you seen anything rich regarding the reviews on the on The Witcher 3 next generation update? Uh I mean I know people are, are loving it, but I mean, okay. because they love The Witcher 3. Yeah. So they're still going to be in love with it. It's just that now it looks prettier. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. So it's, my point is the next gen upgrade is not going to. It can't be worse because it's still the same no, game. It's got new content as well. It's got content relating to the show, I believe, as well. There's a bit of new content as well for free. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, so I, I think it's interesting. Now, I have something reporting from my dad. Um, I was at my parents, um, basically today and last night, and my dad reports the funnies have disappeared from the Daily Telegraph ever since the Queen died. So he means the comic strips and stuff, Rich, that, you know, like, uh, Andy Cap and, like, Phantom and whoever else. They've, they've taken them out of the Daily Telegraph. Um, they were in the Daily, they were, the funnies were in there every single day, not just weekends. I confirmed this for my dad. And he is not happy, and I'm surely there's some other readers who aren't happy as well. He said, it's the only reason I bought the paper. <laughs> but what, what's the reason for, for it being removed? Well, that we don't know. I've tweeted Daily Telegraph today, so far no response. Um, but I, I think they've just replaced it with more advertising for Harvey Norman, basically. I think Harvey Norman's bought the advertising space. Um, basically, that's what my father said anyway, that like the, the space that was the funnies is now just Harvey Norman ads. Um, you know, Jerry Harvey's just blowing up a bit more ad space. Like we haven't seen enough of him. <laughs> well, we well, business has been a bit slow, so. <laughs> and Andy Cap had to pay the price, man. You know. <laughs> and Phantom. Well, maybe they figured. I mean, I don't think there's any new stuff, so maybe they were just like, "Well, fuck it, we've." Yeah. We don't feel like. Well, they're still making more Phantom. Phantom, they still make. I, I think. Yeah, but I'm just saying maybe like a lot of the other stuff is probably you know, a lot of the artists or, or creators have retired or yeah. ended and they're just like, ah, fuck it, we're just not going to bother with it anymore. Like, yeah. Rather, yeah, we'd rather sell it for ad space. Instead of spending money, we'll make money. Yeah, true. Well, anyway, it's gone. My dad's not happy. and But the problem is, the, the problem they have is there are some readers who really love it who could potentially drop their paper, you know? That's that's the dance they have to always do, like because with papers being, you know, print being on the wane, you could you you could say like it's definitely in a state of uh, uncertainty, like newspapers and all that. Their circulations are nothing like what they used to be. Um, mm. You know. Anyway, so I've tweeted them. If we get a response, I'll I'll report back on the show. Now, Rich, while I was busy negotiating houses and dealing with work stuff. You were on the news beat this week. You've been you've you've put in your most impressive news week, I think, in the history of you being on Signal. I will say that. I think you've gone. I don't know who your contacts are, Rich. Could you take us through some of this news, man? Because you broke it to me. Uh, yeah. Um, well, The Rock. Mm. Uh, apparently, it seems to be there's a bit of a war. 
oh. happening between The Rock and, and WB, um, with WB um, claiming that uh, The Rock or someone on The Rock's team mm. leaked bad Black Adam profit info. So if you remember, they were saying like the movie is going to cost them money or it's going to be a loss. And The mm. Rock tweeted out something saying, oh, actually, it's not. It'll, you know, I don't know if you, I can't remember if he said break even and all. Yeah, yeah. If it's made profit and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And apparently that was like off bad numbers or uh, not the full numbers. So what, the numbers where he's claiming the break even was wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't forget they started filming this and obviously COVID yeah. happened. And so obviously there was a lot of delays. And then the so he might be possibly maybe using old figures maybe like pre-covid figures of costs and all that to try and claim i I, or him someone on his team they said Mm. someone from rock's team so maybe they're trying to say it's the rock but not you know not say it's the rock kind Mm. of thing and all that so i'm just saying the way this is going i don't think there's going to be a black (laughs) two or that the rock will be continuing his uh warner brothers I think if, um, if if Black Adam had made double the money, there'd be a Black Adam too. But the fact is that it, it, it's underperformed. Even if it's underperformed slightly, it, it would have cost, I dare say, when you add up all the marketing and everything else and the sheer amount of time this project's taken, I can easily believe that really the profit is not is either not there or it's so tiny that it's so negligible it doesn't even matter. You know, um, yeah, I mean, look, let's face it. If you go by sheer box office numbers, the movie underperformed. That's it. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, even if, okay, let's say you spend $300 million, mm. um on a movie, mm. you certainly don't want to only make $50 million. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, even, or even, you don't even want to make $150 million, right? Because then you've only recouped sort of like half of what it costs you to make, you know, in a sense. Like um, you've only made a profit of 150 but you, you spent 300 That's not good enough. Mm. You, if you're spending $300 million, you want to make double to three times your money for that, I, for that I know but but also you know the, the flaw in that thinking is the property and the fact is the movie was too that 300 million is too much for that movie I don't think Black Adam was ever going to make you know, oh, no, people, no, I don't know. know look I don't know what they spent on it I mm. was just throwing out a figure but yeah. my, w- w- all the point I was making was for that type of movie return on investment big blockbuster movie where you are spending so much money mm. you can't just make like a I half agree. of your money back or, yeah. or, or something you know what i mean or make your money back and then only half profit like it's just you're like okay because then the next movie could actually be a loss you know 100 I mean? yeah. 150 if we make a sequel fuck maybe we only make 50 million or maybe this time we lose 50 million or something like that you need to make two to three times the money so that you say okay it's worth yeah. the risk to make another movie because then even if we maybe come in a bit under, we could still maybe double or, you know. Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget the critical consensus and the audience consensus was all like, it's okay. You know, like nobody was raving about this film. Like, Well, the problem is that that the the, the range of the the, the reviews was either like mediocre to shit. Yeah. Like there was no, like literally, it was uh, there was no glowing review. No, there was like, no. That's the thing. Like it, the highest, basically, um, praise it got was that it was adequate. It was mediocre. And, and, and was, I like, agree with that. I, that's that's kind of where I am on it. I'm like that sort of that basically sums that movie up. Um, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, you know, and we're going to tie this into more news. Uh, it, it, so that's the first part of the news. Um, I don't really care if there's not a Black Adam 2 and if Rock doesn't come back and do more Black Adam. Oh, I, no, I mean, no, neither, neither do I. I mean, I, I mean, don't. I was, 
you know. I, I was never super happy with him as Black Adam anyway. I don't think he's the right. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. I don't think he's the right person. I, I, I saw, like to be fair. I probably would have was. I was behind the casting. When I see how it's all panned out, I'm sort of like I'm happy to move on. You know, I'm kind of glad they did it. I don't hate the movie. I'd watch it again. Like I'm going to watch it again with Michelle, who hasn't seen it. Um, but I don't love it or anything. Now let's turn to the the big news. And you broke. You actually had the pleasure of breaking this news to me because I've kind of been off the internet for a couple of days, and I read your your news item. So drum roll. What have you got for us, Rich? Cavill will not be returning as Superman. And you called it, Rich. You, a couple of weeks ago, you were one of those lone voices, those lone gunmen who were saying it wasn't a done deal. I recall you saying this, Rich. Well, that's the, I mean, I, I think the problem is people get too, they get too excited. You know, caught I mean? up like, in emotion. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly believe that they were they let Cavill come back for the the Black Adam. You know, one because just shut the rock up and give mm. him what he wants because. He does cost so much money or, you know, he has got such a big following. Mm. But it's the fact that they hadn't decided, you know what I mean? I mean, that was still kind of done before really James Gunn yep. and all that was announced, you know, and, and they need to, as I said, they need to evaluate what they're going to do. And I'm sorry, I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed. I know some people are going, oh, I love Gal Gadot or I love Henry Cavill. It's like, yeah, but the problem is, is I still think it's just better to to just scrap it and start say, clean. Let's, let's just start clean, start again, let's... Let's actually take our time and actually build something instead of trying to rush to the finish line. As I said, mm. Black Adam is a perfect example of that, right? Mm. It's, instead of putting in the long yards of having Black Adam be in Shazam mm. as the villain and slowly mm. sort of um, uh, progressing to being sort of an anti-hero or yeah. portrayed in a, in a little bit more of a heroic light where you could then spin him off into his own movie, mm. they were like, no, let's get the movie. Let's... let's Let's make him the hero now, and we'll jump ahead. And it's like yeah. that's what DC's been doing for all their stuff now. Everything's about jumping ahead, trying to get to the finish line without you know running the race. Now, totally. what Cable has said is he put out a a, a statement and a tweet. So he what's said, he said? Burn it all down? Is that what he said? Cable would never do that. He's too, no, much, of he's nice too much of a nice guy, isn't he? Now, after being told to announce my return back in October, prior to their hire. This news is not the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them all, I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those that have been by my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but we must remember Superman is still around. Everything he stands for still exists, and the examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for. Never will. Well, for never will. If it's been a fun ride with you all, onwards and upwards. What a classy guy. Like, seriously, what a fucking... Classier than I would have been. Classier than I would have been. But it shows it because he has love for Superman. It's not about him. This is the problem with people like The Rock and and stuff. It's about them. It's it's about about my vision of, you know, uh, of... The Black Adam was my vision of where I wanted to be. Well, they're very star-centric in their thinking, aren't they? Yeah, well, Cameron is like, I love Superman. And I want the best for Superman. And if that means they've got to reboot the universe, restart the universe, and I don't mm. get to be involved, well, that's that's life. That you know, I had I had a go, unfortunately, it didn't work out. And you know what? I mean, his stars on the fucking rise. I mean, he's yeah, he yeah. his movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's played The Witcher. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. sticking with Cavill, he's set to star and executive produce in Amazon's Warhammer 40K series. That's so cool. Is, the man is dipping his toes into a lot of his yeah, And you nerd. know what? God bless him for doing that because 
he he even said, um, yeah, like he was told to announce his return. Then James Gunn and that came in after that, and they've obviously got a different plan. And okay, that's fine. And that wouldn't be easy, you know, for the ego hit where you're like, okay, announce your return. You've got a cameo in Black Adam. You know, we're going to, you know, soft reboot you into this universe. And then it's like, no. And you know what he was for me? I thought the right person at the wrong time, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just feel... Are you there, Rich? I think we lost you for a second. You there? You want to go again? Yeah, go. It's it's that line from Batman. What does what does Jim Gordon say about like he's he's the he's the hero we need, but not the one we deserve, or something like that? Like it's that's the problem. Cavill literally is Superman. Like you know what I mean? Like that. What he just said is is literally something Superman would say. No venom. No no pot shots. No you know. um, Yeah. No hot takes. Yeah. Or anything like that. No like ah fucking pissed off and these people are hacks. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. Class fucking act. Like there's no way The Rock would put something like this out. The Rock would be throwing shade. It might be underhanded, but he would be throwing shade. Sure. Uh, You know, and in fairness, most people would be too. Like, uh, look, I think Henry Cavill's taken the high high road and good for him, you know, because that's tough to do. He took an ego hit. It's not, look, none of this is his fault as well. Like, and and I'll say it's it's not even James Gunn's fault. fault. It is. Like, it is. It's. Well, brothers and Snyder. Let's put the back in play. Yeah, they, they hired him. He had a vision which was flawed from the inception. The execution was flawed. He had the right actor who was never given the right material. Yeah. Um, never given again, the right material. But you see, this is this is a mistake that they made, right? And and this is this is this is the mistake they made by continuous Snyder, okay? Mm. You had this really good guy, Henry Cavill as Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And Snyder has put out a fucking very middly movie, right? Mm. Where it's not setting the world on fire. So, you know, there's some people yeah. who just love it. Same amount of people hate it. Mm. You know, it's a very middling, like, you either like it or you don't like it. You know what I mean? But it's not yeah. It's not a unified movie. It's not a, It's not a. oh, my God, it's Superman. Everyone's so excited. No. What they should have done was said, thank you very much, Snyder. Thank you for your time. We're going to keep Cavill. We're going to make a Man of Steel 2. Mm. And we're going to try and fix this ship. We're going to try and... and, and oh, of, you, you mean know, back then, back then? Back. Oh yeah, yeah, back, yeah. back, back. Then instead of yeah. doing the, instead of letting Snyder continue and do his little fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, Just Batman v like... Superman crap, because he's such a fucking fan of the, you know, Dark Knight Returns mm. that you know, because again, that's a problem. Snyder's more of a Batman fan than a Superman fan, so. He was just, he just wanted to fucking get Batman and Superman, you know what I mean? And sure. have Batman kick his ass and shit. But they should have said, thank you, Snyder. You you, you gave it a go. We're going to get someone else in mm. and we're going to try and fix the Superman nonsense. You know what I mean? We're going to try and sure. make sure that the second movie is a success and, and people love it and blah, blah, blah. And that's why I said from the start, what they built the DCU house on yeah, it was, was, yeah. was Rocky was Rocky Foundation. It was like was shaking a, ground. Not yeah. A solid. Yeah, it was already solid. It was not solid ground. So it's true. And now, now, unfortunately, Cavill's had to pay the price for their inability to, you know, um, again take their time and fix. They've you know had plenty. I mean? Like I've always felt though, they've had plenty of chances to reboot it and stuff, and they just haven't done it. Like I don't know why, no. you know. Like, they've failed multiple times. So, 
And I honestly think, and I know James Gunn put out a series of things, apparently he's writing the new Superman movie, um, and he's taking a big hand. I actually think that the the pain of losing things like, I, I love Gal Gadot, it's Wonder Woman too. The pain of probably losing her, losing Cavill, losing Affleck, I actually think it's all probably going to be worth it. I really do, because I think you need that well, fresh approach. It has the potential to be worth it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I I'm, mean, they could, yeah. they could fuck it up and make it worse. But this is the only route where you could fix it. You yeah. could, like, that's the thing. You, you can't keep fucking putting another layer on, you know, putting another Band-Aid on this, this yeah. DCU debacle that's happened because it's all just waiting to burst, right? Because here's the thing. You might make one good movie. Look, this is what's been happening. You might make one good movie, and then you make two bad ones, and everyone's against you again. You yeah. need to, unfortunately, have a string of hits without any ties to your your uh, you know the, the your bad flash movie or your bad this movie or your bad like you need to you kind of just need to 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 scrap it you just need to say listen uh, you know sucks but let's let's do it right this time and 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 you know let's take our time mm, i agree and you know hopefully that's what'll happen um what do you think about james gunn being behind it all rich uh do you Look, think if he can if he can curb in his juvenile um, stuff. I think he he could do it. Um, I don't have an issue with James Gunn per se. I just think that he's gotten a little bit more. Like I just don't want him to end up like a Taika Waititi, mm. right? Because you know James Gunn, I enjoyed his earlier stuff, but I feel like again, as you become successful, it's almost like your uh, your strengths, but also your weaknesses, sort of get magnified. Um, and so he's got to the point where now I find his humor to be juvenile yeah, and, and like overly juvenile. His humor's always been a little bit on the juvenile side, you know, he's got a stick, quirky. you know? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's now, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's escalation. It's got to the point where yeah. it's just like so fucking juvenile. It's like super uber, you know, juvenile that I just go, I can't, I just can't take this, you know, all this juvenile jokes and all that. Like Peacemaker, I'm sorry. I know people like and all that, but that shit is like peak juvenile yeah fucking humor like it's way more juvenile than even guardians of the galaxy yeah i know um i i agree with you um i'm i'm being asked by ray ray wants to come in we're sitting rain invite hopefully we'll get ray live um that'd be interesting so i've sent rain invite so hopefully he he, he will be appearing soon um no i agree well it's it's kind of like as well i feel some of these directors once they get onto a good thing that's making money, they just really fucking like dial into that frequency, and um, oh, that, that's what happened to Taika and, and the, yeah. the the latest Thor movies. That again, he he started believing his own hype and believing that he was this comedy god, that yeah. he was this comedy genius, and thought that he could do no wrong. And he's gone to the point now that even even plucking Chris Hemsworth has come out and said, "I don't want to deal with another director like that. I think I'm gonna." Yeah, going to take a break from that sort of shtick, and you know. And maybe... what's hilarious though is, like, in all fairness to Chris Hemsworth, I mean, he was suckling at the teat like you wouldn't believe, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, he was guzzling the Kool Aid and Tiger Waititi, and you know, Tiger Waititi, he's he's one of the showrunners and producers of that Reservation Dogs that I love. So I mean, there's there's a show that. It yeah, has... but again, he could be he could have less of a hand. He in may. That. He he well may he well may, but. It's funny, but it's it's funny and it's a little bit absurd, but it's it's good. Um, that last Thor movie was not good, like honestly. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about the potential for that, and then the execution of that, 
and it's just like exactly the trap that I fear James Gunn will fall into is that. That's that's the literal trap that I hope he avoids. Well, that's what I said. I I hope that he would take this a little bit more seriously and go, okay, you know, I I still want to be lighthearted, you know, I want it to be warm and all that, but I need to maybe just like dial back a little bit on. If he can do that... Mm. I'm I'm willing to give him like a fair shake and, yeah, and give him a chance. Yeah. If he's if he's willing to just be like, you know what, I need to be a little bit more responsible now. I'm in charge of a whole world, not just a little sh- small part of it. I can't be, yeah. you know, I can't I can't make it all peacemaker kind of humor. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll have more faith in him then. But a, well, as it is, I'm I'm a little bit worried. The uh, he's going to do an early years Superman story, and it will not be an origin. Apparently, that's what he said today. Um. It's not. Oh, don't need, we honestly don't need an origin. No, I agree. No, he he was very firm in saying definitely not, and he it's early years of Superman. Like, you know, you know, a Superman um, trade that I love is Superman for all seasons. I, I love that trade. Yeah. I, well, the thing, I mean, um... there, there's so many good Superman stories they could work on, and you know what? I mean, just 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 in case there's any youngsters out there who don't actually fucking know the story of Superman, right? Mm. You could just have. His origin be told in the in the beginning credits. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like kind of like uh, not not any dialogue or anything, mm. just like uh, scenes. You know, planet exploding. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Like just as the credits are rolling and the yeah. music is playing, no dialogue, and that would at least you know if you if you really don't know the fucking origin of Superman, boom, there you go. You've you've gotten the the crash course. You've got mm. the the dummies one, you know what I mean? And then, bang, just started with Superman and he's Clark Kent, he's working for the Daily Planet, blah, blah, blah. Like, just yeah. go. go, go yeah. like, just get on. I mean, the first Superman movie, would you call that an origin of Superman? The You know, 78? You know, it kind of flashes forward into he arrives in Metropolis, joins the Daily Planet, or do you, do you want it... Because... The other way you go is Superman Returns, where it's all very well established, and it felt like a sequel to the original. You know, a, a poorer sequel, but a sequel nonetheless. How how when he says early years, do you want Superboy? Because I'd love Superboy. And you could bring in the Legion. That'd be awesome. That's not going to happen. No, no. The first movie is definitely an origin movie, okay. um, because the first half of it is the origin of Clark. Mm. Of, of, you know, it gives you the Krypton, gives you the clock, show him whatever, his dad having him, whatever. And then, yes, there's a bit of a time skip, but then that becomes the origin of Superman, like the origin of his yeah. exploits and all that sort of stuff. So it's definitely, it's definitely an origin movie, but it's a smart origin movie. It's a, it's a two, two-fold yeah. origin movie. So I love it. I, uh, you know, and, and I don't think they need to remake that either. I don't think we need a remake of, because that's the other trap. Let's just remake it and let's bring in Lex. And and let's do the fucking real estate <laughs> debacle, you know, you know about Lex with like, um, oh yeah, 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 you it's know, always been about, it's always been about land. Yeah, I just, I just think, you know, give me Brainiac, please. Well, you know what the sad thing is, that Superman returns because mm. he went to Krypton mm. and then came back. Mm. That would have actually been the perfect time to be that he he brought Brainiac with him. Mm. That. Either he brought something from Krypton that was connected to Brainiac, or Brainiac followed him from from outer space, or something like that. But that would have been the perfect Superman Returns would have been the perfect vehicle of him going to Krypton, discovering it's destroyed, coming back, and him bringing like Brainiac with him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I loved 
in um that's a good idea, Rich. In the animated series, the nineties animated series, I loved how they made Brainiac kind of like the computer system on Krypton. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. And in the comics, am I right in saying Brainiac? He 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 shrunk Candor City prior to Krypton exploding, hadn't he? They'd lost Candle City prior to the explosion. Well, uh, yes, uh, I believe that is still the most uh, mm. recent mm. history because obviously there's a lot of retcon. Yeah, 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 but, the, but but like the most popular one, and I like that as well. Like you could have a scene because I, you know, what the one th- part of Man of Steel that I really enjoyed in Man of Steel there were two things. I love the beginning. You know, with like on Krypton, I thought I actually thought the beginning it was set to be really good, like that sci-fi start on Krypton, and then I loved the end battle. I thought the end action scenes were awesome. It was the extremely boring movie in between that I literally fell asleep in. But like, maybe not even having Superman have flashbacks to Krypton or he he gets a memory crystal and there's flashbacks to the structure of Krypton would be cool to put in the movie. But um, something like that. Like, I think that's all you need. You could have a flashback to, to, to Brainiac uh, taking Candor City, for example, you know, through memory oh, yeah, crystals I mean, that, or something. Yeah, that, that flashback could just be when Brainiac comes and Superman's mm. on his ship or something. Mm. Maybe Brainiac captures him or maybe he's on the ship and he activates something that... It just gives you the the background of Brainiac, like mm. the fact that he used to be the the, the computer system, maybe yeah, created by Jarrell, his father. Or like, you know what I mean? It's, Would you like you, Superboy? You, you, Would you like Superboy? Like the classic Superboy, if he does early years? You know, at Smallville. I don't think he means he's doing that when he means early years. I think he means like just the early years of Superman. You know, I always have a Superboy. I always. I always... know. But again. <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I've never understood why. Well, I mean, they did kind of do a Superboy with the, the Legion cartoon show they had, but I've never understood why they don't actually just do a Superboy cartoon show. I'd love it. Jesus Christ, I'd love it. Uh, yes, please, Rich. Well, they did one in the in the early eighties, man, because I used to watch it in, in the in the um, Adventures of Superman, which I own on DVD. And then, so annoyed, they cut out the Superboy excerpts. Because the super in the middle of the show they had the Superboy adventures, and well, I, and again, I the, used to the love it. Problem with Superboy is, is, was all to do with uh, right, yeah. But oh, as a little kid, when Superboy used to come on, God, I used to love it. You know, and like those things were so influential in me eventually getting into comics. It was the cartoons as a little kid. You know, I was just like, this is awesome. You know? I, I'll be honest with you, I I never really got into the the Superboy. Mm. Um, stuff, but I did really enjoy and get into uh, Connor Superboy. I thought that was a really good Superboy, sure. and I really enjoyed that. So, I yeah. mean, if if they did something along those lines for a movie or a, a, a TV I'm a bit more classic than you, Rich. I go back to the fifties, man. That's where I, my bread and butter is. Yeah, I mean, look, it's fun, and I get it, but uh, I guess the part of me is just like I don't. I just think that's. <laughs> I just think it's a very silly, like sort of fifties concept. I love it. Of, Why? Of saying, Why? Oh, we're going to take Superman and make him a boy, and that he was running around in Smallville with his Superman <laughs> costume on. And I'm like, eh, it doesn't make any sense. Though. They like, knew, like, dude. What you don't understand is they knew Superman was Superboy before. It was known. He grew up. That's what happened. Yeah, but as I said, like I quite like what they did with the um, the reboot of, of Superman after 
Uh, where they took all the fun away. Where they took all the fun away. No more Superboy. No, no more they Legion. It, they just made it more logical. Fuck that. <laughs> they took away Superboy. They took away Legion. They took away Crypto. They took away Comet. They no, took away the Streaky. That like Lex Luthor grew up with Superboy. It was Superboy great. And, and can't figure out the fucking Clark Kent and Superman like are the same person. Just makes it even worse. Dude, and and Lex lost his hair, and that's why he hates Superboy and then Superman. It's all so much greatness. It's all so much greatness, and it was all ruined. It's fine, but I don't, I don't need it. I need it. I pined for a yesteryear. Well, you've got it in Smallville, so enjoy it. Yeah, I know. I, I guess so. Yeah, that is true, actually. So now I have, I'm on Grant Morrison's mailing list, and. Frankly, I don't often read the emails because I just find them uh, bizarre and boring. Um, but I do. I did. I know this one was titled "Hyper Time Is Geometry." Now, I read this this morning at about six thirty a.m. and I just my poor little brain was just struggling, um, and you know I was just like really struggling, um, and. Uh, basically, I've got Ray trying to. Uh, I've. I'll say to Ray. I've. I've sent you the Discord invite. Let's see if if Ray can come in here. I can edit this out of the show, Rich. Uh, I've sent. Uh, I've sent you the Discord invite on Discord. Um, click on that, and you'll come in. Well, hopefully, Ray will come in. Let's see if Ray. Let's see if Ray comes in. Um, mm. And click on that, and you will be in. Okay, cool. So, he, okay, no worries, man. Oh, no worries. Okay, um, what was I saying, Rich? Remember what I was saying? Oh, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, I'll go again. Okay, Rich, so this is titled Hypertime is Geometry. Now, I read this at 6.30 a.m. with a very, very sleepy little brain, and my brain struggled to comprehend it. So I'm going to need your DC expertness, Okay. This is, I'll do my best. Okay, and, and we and if you have questions, just fire ahead. Um, okay, I know this is Grant Morrison talking now. I note that the hypertime concept Mark Way and I introduced to the DC universe in the nineties has made a comeback as a means of addressing DC's disastrous collapsing, collapsing continuity issues. As the principal creator of the idea, I fear it's open to misinterpretation, confusion the kind of unnecessary complexification that tends to bog down DC cosmology. For this reason, there follows a brief overview of the concept to help guide fellow creatives in their voyages around the multiverse. Okay, this is actually helpful. Batman, in the guise of the archivist, explains hypertime quite clearly with visual aids in The Return of Bruce Wayne, Issue 2. So I advise anyone who's interested to start there. And if I hadn't read this this morning, I would have put this in the weekly comics but we we i will read this over christmas and i'll come back to us now so in return of bruce wayne issue two it, it's explained by batman which is probably going to be easier than this but anyway it started when i was ruminating on the phrase timeline which we just accept in the comics and indeed had been discussing that fateful day in san diego wade and i were talking about the timeline for the dcu that starts with a giant cosmic hand at a big bang and ends at vanishing points heat death of the universe it struck me straight away that a timeline implied a time point, 
Tom Pyre ran with this idea brilliantly in Hourman 3. Given time point and timeline, it was obvious what came next, and here was where it got interesting. Point, line, plane. There had to be a time plane. And I imagine what that would look like as a flat sheet. Okay, this is interesting. With all the various timelines, parallel worlds, alternate history, cancelled continuities laid side by side across the time plane like multitudinous rail tracks, sometimes crossing over, branching off, reconnecting, terminating. So that I understand. The, the 2D time plane was what all of your comics look like spread out across a massive floor. Where 1938 Superman could exist at the same time on the same floor as 2022 Superman. And I understand what he's saying there. Do you, do you get that so far, Rich? Because it gets more complex after this. Keep going. Okay. So uh, up to this point, I get it. Here's where I don't get it. The, t- <laughs> the time plane naturally implied a time cube of stacked realities. Piled time planes extending perpendicularly into our own dimensionality. Both the aliens in 52 and Batman in Batman call this cube Space B, implying that time, implying that Space A is the time plane. From there on, you can, you can do hypercube time and so on. In each case, imagining a more panoramic and elaborate picture that not only includes we, the readers, but also higher potentially higher dimensional forms of life or intelligence existing above our own. This was a schematic I drew on a hotel notepad and showed to Mark Wade the next day. It was Wade who suggested calling the idea hypertime. If someone explains hypertime to you and it sounds way more complicated than point lane, point line, plane, cube, etc., just tell them Batman sent you and set them right. Okay, so I understand what he means when he's saying lay all the comics and like times a flat circle or whatever they say, you know, and it's all at once and there's all the different timelines and real, sorry, all the different branch out, branching outs and stuff where I get confused is when he starts talking about time cubes. Can you explain that part to me, Rich? Cause that's the part I don't understand. No, Ugh, really? I was hoping you could. No, he's over. The fucking idiot is over uh, overcomplicating his own fucking theory when he's like, oh, I hope this fucking like uh, simplifies it for you. No, mate. The simplest thing is it's something that you created to fix continuity errors or continuity issues after uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths. That's it. Th- that's the simplest explanation. Where basically you, you created it so that. Because remember, after Infinite, Crisis of Infinite Earths, there were still some contradictions, right? So yeah, like it all went Man, down to one. It all went down to one in, after Crisis of Infinite Earths. Yeah? It all got squashed to one. No, no. That's the problem. Oh. It didn't. Oh. Most of it got rebooted, but then you got stuff like the Hawkman, mm. who they decided to change later. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fine. You know, yeah. and, and Batman as well didn't really get fully rebooted. 100%. Um, kind of, so there were quite a few, like just with like New 52, there were a lot of continuity errors as to like, you know, when people started, their history, blah, blah, mm. blah. Hypertime was just a way for them that they, I believe that was, yeah, from Kingdom Come, mm. where it was a way to just explain how it all happened at the same time or that it could all have happened, you know, so that it's basically, they overlap. Mm. It's the easiest way to explain it, that the, the parallel universes and continuity and time, they overlap. 
and that's why you get these. And that's what he's saying by laying everything on a floor. Yeah, yeah, but the, mm. now he's just overcomplicating it with this fucking Rubik's cube bullshit. I, that th- that's what I don't understand. Because, but I don't feel he like he makes sense. Like when I say makes sense, he has logic, and and then he says that this is the line. If I had Grant Morrison in the room, and I love Grant Morrison, I would say the time plane naturally implied a time cube of stacked realities. I'm like, I don't understand what that sentence, why that naturally implies that, you know? The only thing I can think is that he's thinking like a Rubik's cube Mm. where the things can be jumbled and moved and into, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what he's thinking, that that stacking and you can move this one here and then it lines up with this timeline and blah, blah. I don't know, maybe, but I'm just saying he's overcomplicated. But but like, now that I'm thinking about it, Okay, think of it like this. Think of it like you're you're looking across a giant floor, like a giant, like a gymnasium floor, and it's covered with the comics. Okay, and each of them is that has their own, you know, type, you know, story and stuff. Then, if you pile some on, it almost forms like another reality in itself. So that's the cube. Is that you know what I mean? Like it's separate from the rest, and it's connected at the base. But what goes on top of it is you know that's what he's saying. Piled time planes extending perpendicularly into our own dimensionality. So the, a number of realities. So that's when it's no longer a flat surface anymore because more planes are on top of it. That's what I'm saying. The so yeah, but I never, yeah. I, I never personally saw it as a flat surface. So that's. Oh, I've heard him. I've heard him say that before, because apparently what happened one time was he got really stoned, um, I believe, and was re. And I, this has happened to me too. He was reading a comic, and he'd go from page twenty, where Plastic Man's doing something, back to page one, and Plastic Man's doing something else, and he's like, "This is all within the same comic." It's all part of the same story. It's all happening at the same time, you know. You know that's that's I think where this started with him, and, and I understand what he means by that. And I've experienced those thoughts myself when I was stone reading comics. You know, like it's like they're frozen in place until you turn the page, and then they've moved on. You flip the page back, and they're back there, and yet they both exist at the same time, kind of thing. And he's he's doing imagine it's real as well, just to add another layer onto that as well. Imagine the 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 stories in the comic that you are reading is real, kind of thing. So they're like snapshots of a reality. So you know, that's I I, I get kind of what he's saying. I, I'd love to know more about the time cube. You know, I'm actually going to email him back and say. Thank you for the explanation. It helps. Uh, I'm going to read Batman, Return of Batman 2 first, because I think with visual aids, it might make more sense for me, but I just don't quite grasp the time cube thing. I'd love him to explain that in the same detail he explained the stuff on the floor, you know? Because it, cause it, it, he kind of makes sense, but I just don't quite get it fully. Uh, Do you need to, though? Oh, no, as a Grant Morrison fan, I, I want to get what he's trying to explain. Mm, yeah, really. like, not necessarily would I take it as gospel, but if he's got a point about it, I would like to hear, because his point, because, I mean, I read his biography, 
where he was talking about it, and he he was like, I do, he he didn't understand what was so complicated about there being all the different universes, like Earth X. I I, I kind of feel like uh, Greg Watson is like um, um, those those actors mm. and people that become their own um, well, impression, like, right? You know, like how. Al Pacino, if oh, you go yeah. back to younger Al Pacino, he's a bit more normal. Mm. And then you come to like mm-hmm. 60, 70 old Al Pacino, he's like, <laughs> impersonations of him, you know, like Christopher mm. Walken and stuff. I feel like Grant Morrison has become that, like, yeah, he had these really cool, funky ideas, but now he's just like totally fucking lost in that shit, like just uttering absolute nonsense. And oh, I don't know about that. I think, I, I, I think he's rather brilliant in his own way. You know, and it's kind of like I, 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 I kind of get it. I, I think he is on the threshold of a really amazing story. Like Multiversity was brilliant, but but what DC have done with it since isn't brilliant because he hasn't been involved. Like DC have dumbed down the very concept of Multiversity, and all they've really done is do a dark multiverse. That's all they've really done with it. They've they have done the most basic bitch version of multiversity after he gave it to them, you know? And I think well, he's be, frustrated by be, that a bit. To be fair, um, I don't think anyone has done multiverse shit right since uh, Earth 1 and Earth 2 when they did it properly and right. I, I think Grant Morrison's multiversity was brilliant. Like, really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't use that word, but I thought it was adequate. It was okay. It was enjoyable. I, I don't. I would draw the line at brilliant. I see. I I thought it was because it it was finally it was one shots of different universes kind of thing, and and I I, I thought it really showed. I I don't understand what's so complicated about it. Like if you said to me, like you know, Batman where Dracula bites and he becomes a vampire, and that happens in like let's say it happens in Earth D. Okay. You know, in in that in that dimension, like, why is that so hard to understand? You know, and then in Earth X, the Nazis won the war. You know, and in Earth S, it's a Shazam world. I don't actually like. And you said to me they're all parallel universes, or it all exists because hypertime is even more than just parallel universes. It's the whole thing was everything's happened, everything's happening. It's a bit more wobbly. In, in my imagination, but the way Morrison explains it here, I feel is clearer than I've seen it explained in the comics, where it's just all pictures from all the different things, and they're just like, it all happens, you know? The thing with Morrison is he, in his mind, everything is canon, and hypertime is just a, his way of making it all canon. Sure. That's it. It's that simple. Like, again, it doesn't, God, it doesn't have to be so complicated. No, no, I, I hear you. His yeah. way of making everything canon, mm. like, all the Batman stuff, the 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 forties, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, whatever—it's all canon yeah. to him. And hyper time is just a way of making it all canon that it all happened. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. I get. It. I just don't think he needs to make a like a, a science degree lesson out of it. Like, I need some sort of like mm. diploma to fucking understand hyper time. Like, Jesus, man, like get a hoop. I I hear your point, but I I feel I I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I also. The Grant Morrison fan in me kind of enjoys it because I feel he believes in it so strongly. Like, I, I also, I, I've got to be honest, I'm not that dissimilar for, from him in some ways. Like, when I look at my comics, I like to imagine with Conan that everything has happened. 
you know, no matter good or bad. Yeah, the thing is, Rich, like, I get what you're saying, and I think a lot of people would be in your camp. And I think even the likes of a Chuck Dixon would say he's overcomplicating it. You know, someone who Chuck knows his way around the DC universe. But the Grant Morrison fan that I am, and and have followed his writing for so long, and, and not all of it have I loved, but most of it, I do like that he is applying his mind to the DC universe and he has this solution that makes sense to him that he can use in his stories. And I think the frustration for Morrison has been, since Moldiversity, DC kind of basic bitched it. He got less and less engaged with DC. Like, his last couple of projects, I don't think his heart and soul was in it. Um and I would like the explanation. It, like, I am going to send an email where I say, I love your explanation. Can you just explain the time cubes to me? So I can get his explanation and I can look at it and see if it makes sense for me. You know, like... Now, can can I just it. say something? Mm. That's the problem, Dave. Mm. That's the reason why they didn't go with his fucking system and mm. why they simplified it, or as you say, just it, because... You don't even understand what he's talking about. So the probably the people going like, I fucking know what he's talking about. I feel like I need to get out a science book or, 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 or you know what I mean? Like study sure. like um, parallel dimensions and shit and become like a, a, what, a physics fucking scientist or something. You know what oh. I mean? Like you, that's the problem. Yes, you might think, oh, fuck, he's brilliant. But it's, it's no good if only one man understands what he's talking about. No, I hear your point. You know I, mean? I like, hear your point. I hear your point. I, yes, is he brilliant? Yes, but maybe that's also a problem. Is that he's so brilliant that most people just be like, I, I don't get it. I, mm. I, I don't know, understand what he's trying to say or what he's trying to build. Can't we just go back to being like Earth One, Earth Two, Earth Three, and just fucking leave it? Oh, at that? I, I think I'm they. Like, I, I, I think they. That. I think yeah. No, in all, in fairness to Grant Morrison, in his biography, he says that that he had no real issue or problem with Earth One, Two. Earth Z X S etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, I actually feel that DC, uh, for some, I, I like, I know they must have had their reasons for Crisis, and I and I don't dispute that. And probably as a marketing thing, it was enormous and blah blah blah. And I'm sure the Cross on Infinite Earths thing has sold squillions. The collapsing it of all into one reality was a really bizarre thing for them to do. You know. Oh. No, so I get why they did that, okay? So, again, um, you've got so many books, so many characters, re mm. repeated characters. I get why you want to sort of just go, listen, we want one continuity, okay? We mm. want to reboot, whatever. But the problem is is now where you've got a situation where you probably could go back to having more Earths, different versions, mm. they did start off doing that. That's what the whole... Um, the, the the 52 basically was uh, yeah. not the new 52 i'm talking about the yeah uh, the the 52 series the 52 um event mm. where they were actually bringing that was the 52 um uh, multiple earths or whatever multiple mm. universes it's just that they didn't fucking do anything with it no they didn't yeah. that was the issue and that's what they've done every time they've tried to do these multi stuff they've just not done anything with it it's just been a oh. failure because no one and, and again it's because you're trying to force it you know what i mean like oh. as i said i would have just gone i would have gone okay we want shazam to be a thing okay oh. so we're going to put him on his own earth yeah the and, force of family earth yeah yeah 
and that's it. And we just that his stories will take place. But instead, they were trying to go, oh, we've got to have this Superman and that Superman and this Batman and this Batman and this Wonder Woman. And it's like, no, that's not what the fucking multiverse is for. Yeah. That you can have some of that occasionally when you have a good idea. Yeah. But the, the, the idea of your multiple was to actually do things where you could you could have characters mean something yeah. without having them be overshadowed yeah. or, 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 or or have to fit them into the continuity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you yeah. could use an Earth to tell a Hawkman story where it's a different Earth. So you can almost kind of restart the Hawkman and it doesn't tie into the current Hawkman or whatever. Mm. You should have used that to just try and tell good stories instead of trying to just Rather like, than just another Batman yeah. Oh, we need fifty-two Supermans. We need fifty-two Batmans. Yeah. yeah. Need, like that was the biggest problem of what did that, and then with the new fifty-two and crap, and with his multiverse, like they just don't know what to do with it. They they don't have a good idea mm. of what to do with. Well, the, he the he he literally had a map which Snyder used, and then Snyder did his own bullshit. Like it's ridiculous what he did. Mm. He 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 goes. Oh, one of these is is a dark multiverse, and that has its own multiverses. And even yeah. in Morrison's map, there were multiverses within the multiverse, which is cool. Mm. You know, uh, like I I don't think I I I think Morrison's map and stuff all made sense. I don't actually understand yeah, like why. As it was I said, stop using the multiverse to have events. That's mm. the problem. Yeah. Like what was re- that's why I said I, my favorite is still Earth One and Earth Two, right? Yeah. You've got two different versions of characters. You've got two different histories, continuity, but it's a way to have them both function at the same time. That's the point of it. That's the purpose of having multiple Earths. Not so that you can create a fucking event and create a a Batman who fucking has taken over every power of the Justice League or whatever. Yeah, you could do that from time to time, but that's not what the multiverse is for because that's all you've used it for. I agree. You've only used the multiverse for events. I totally agree. I totally agree. They've, they've, They've gone against the... The, the sort of beauty of it really you know yeah. they've 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 sort of they've sort of ruined it um yeah but anyway but uh i just thought it was interesting and thank you for you know um thank you to grant morrison for, for putting out that email in the first place because it made me think you know at 6 30 in the morning and i am going to send that email to, i'm going to send an email back to him and no, if he, if was, it, look you know and i'm the biggest grant morrison fan around like you know like he's one of the main reasons i'm even reading comics you know, like look, I'm I'm fully. a Morrison fan as well. I have enjoyed his past stuff. I just feel like he's gone. He's getting to the point where I feel like he's gone over the edge. Sure, and I can't follow. <laughs> Do you no, know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's got to the point where I'm just like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I don't, mm. I don't get. I, I, I'm like, with him on this. I I get him to a certain point because I I think I've been on the journey for a while with him. I've heard him explain it a couple of times, and this time he went into he sort of did the lecturer break it down for you without the fictional stuff and i was like i was with him until i got to time cubes and then i'm like i need more information grant please um you know so we'll if if grant morrison emails me back we'll certainly uh read that email out and uh, by the way ray's having issues uh his child's still awake so if ray doesn't make it to the show no worries at all ray but we do appreciate highly that you are trying but he has a child who's trying to put to bed and we all know how challenging that can be um, now, Remo Williams is heading to TV as the Destroyer in an adaptation from Gordon Smith, um, Adrian Akshay, and Sony Pictures. Uh, the Destroyer novels are actually pretty big, Rich. Have you ever heard of them? It's like mm. action-adventure. 
Uh, it's not to do with the axe, is it? No, I think I have something else. No, it's like this guy who was convicted of a crime. He was framed for a crime and killed, but then really he's it's like the CIA or something is using him as like a weapon. And you know oh, okay. he's and then they're really full on like action adventure, like really high blowing, um, you know, sort of action adventure stories. There have been tons of novels, like tons. So this is this is like an old, old, old property from from this like sixties, seventies, eighties kind of thing. Yeah, it was like wow, they really they're really digging in there. Really, really air, there. airplane kind of like adventure comics, men's adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know a bit about it because I'm on the men's adventure TV. Um on his adventure paperbacks, uh, Facebook groups and stuff, and they always talk about it. Um, it there was a movie in the 80s, I believe, um, which is kind of fun in its own way, but um, was, you know, was a bit of a misfire, but the mid-80s movie, and, yeah, it's it's a bit of fun. Now, Emily Blunt opened up about the gruelling production of Edge of Tomorrow, a movie I really enjoyed, revealing co-star Tom Cruise told her to stop being such a pussy when she cried about how heavy her costume was. Uh, Emily Blunt laughed off the comment and the two were able to get through the shoot, but she said the training was intense. The actress said she injured herself during a stunt. I did this aerial stunt on wires. I was supposed to land on my shoulder. I landed on my face. Um, Never fun. A sequel to the film was announced in 2019 with Blunt and Cruz reported to reprise their roles, but Blunt told Entertainment Weekly last year that she wasn't quite sure where it stood. She had read a script at some point. There was an amazing script. I just don't know what the future holds for it. Um, the script was in really great shape, but it's just a matter of if that can even happen now. I don't have a straight answer on that one. I enjoyed the film a lot, actually, Edge of Tomorrow. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I mean, I'd happily watch a sequel, like, frankly. I thought it was one of the more interesting movies that I've seen in the last decade, like, frankly. Mm, and based on a, a Japanese manga. Yes. Have you read the, the manga? Uh, no, I haven't actually read I just know that it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that either. Uh, but can I say, like, by far the best film I've ever seen based off a manga, you know? Like, the way... Well, it, there, isn't that, there isn't that many, so, I mean... Yeah, it's... but, like, the way they didn't make it all cutesy pie and it was just, like, a full-on action thing with a really neat concept, like Groundhog Day with aliens Wait, and I'm stuff. sorry, I'm, I'm confused. Do you think all manga is like cutesy-wootsy? And- Whenever I check it out, man, you know that I have this problem where there's a lot of cutesy-wootsy shit, and, and I just find it just... Yeah. You, you definitely don't know how to look for manga. <laughs> I know, but we've had this conversation before where you've given me recommendations. I haven't checked them out. I, you know what? The other day, the other day, I was in Kinekanea, and you'll be proud of me, I was <laughs> in the ancient Rome section <laughs> waiting for, to meet Tash for a coffee. And I was looking, leafing through some ancient Rome stuff, you know, you know, my favourite stuff. And then I walked back towards the comics section and I went through manga and I thought of you and I could feel the ghost of Richard over me and, like, read manga, like, you know, like, broaden your horizons, all this shit. And I picked up one of the manga on that looked like a dark manga and I opened it and you know what turned me off? And they said, you're going to laugh at this. It was the fucking small size of the book and the black and white art. And I was like, oh, that's right. It's all black and white. And I put it back down and I kept walking. Really? Yep. That, that, can I just say that? For, for, considering that you're a Conan fan, that's actually quite disgusting for you to say. <laughs> no, I knew 
when like, I like seriously, the black and white as a, 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 a an off point is actually probably the lamest fucking excuse you <laughs> could provide, Dave. And I knew when this event happened that you would judge me harshly for it. But can for I? That, yes. But, I, I, but I in my defence, in my defence, in my defence, the the small book size of it, I don't like. That's the one thing I don't like about it. Like it's, you what know, mean? It's, it's volumes, mate. It's, no, it's no, 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 no. The size of the book. The, the, oh, you mean the, the page size? Yes, the page. Yes, that's what I mean. The page size, not the not the thickness of the of the book. That I like. I like their actual way they do it, but the, I, I wish it would be bigger. That was well, that's what I mean, really took me off. Well, technically, if you want to read it online, it will be bigger. Okay. Well, no. In fairness, it was it was more the page size. I looked at the page size in a black and white, and I thought, man, this just feels really cheap. And I just put it back down. And and I was Mate, like, you know, can, can I just say something? Like seriously, I, I'll give you one that I I recommend. Please do. What? It's called uh, Vagabond. Vagabond. Okay. V a g a b o a n d. Vagabond. Okay. Sounds good. I like the title. It's it's a it's basically a samurai. Sort of okay. stuff. Well, this sounds a lot more my, my cup of tea. Okay. Because you know what? I feel like I have room to grow as a person. You know? I, I feel like the like at the end of the day, I'm either going to get in two roads. I'm, I'm going to abandon it all. I'm going to fall into the Grant Morrison multiple worlds thing and get obsessed with everything happening all at once. That too will definitely happen. Or I can expand my horizon ever so slightly and just see if I can bear to read any of these mangas, you know? And I need one. I, but can I just say, I do recommend that you read them online because okay. um, the, the panels are bigger okay. when you read them online, which is which is quite nice. So I, I And they do right. do digital, as I said. Like right. they, they do Well, I've, I've typed in Vagabond as the recommendation because you've given a few good recommendations. Um, do you recommend Demon Slayer? Um, yeah, I mean the the problem with Demon Slayer is it is what you would classify as like um, a bit cutesy wootsy, like um, you know the characters have got those bigger eyes. Whereas Vagabond is a little bit more. Um, see, the thing is, that's why I said you got to There's mangas out there or mangas out there that are a bit more like adult orientated, where mm. characters have normal eyes and normal features. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and it's you know like um, like Vagabond, like um, um, Berserk. Um, uh, like you, you've just got to find the more adult ones where the characters are drawn to look more realistic, um, yeah. and not so much of the the big eyes and the small lips and that sort of stuff. Now that is predominantly, which is why I don't read and watch a lot of manga and anime because mm. I'm very selective mm. in what I watch, and I also myself steer clear of the um, the the cutesy wootsy sort of like. Um, adorable stuff yeah you know, but there is some really good like more mature okay adult ones out there well all right vagabond sounds like a good one um good news and aren't you proud of me rich for trying to expand my horizons you know as i was walking by between ancient rome and comics i thought i actually uh, thought of you i appreciate you but your your reasoning for put it down with that black and white nonsense like honestly i should revoke your fucking conan card for that no Conan with big John Buscema on art duties with the nice big page sizes, that's my cup of tea. I could read that all day let, long. Let me, let me tell you something. When you see a vagabond and it's black and white, you'll be like, oh, yes, this is this reminds me of Conan. This is better. Good, good. Um, uh, we've, got, we've got Connor asking us what we're talking about on Signal tonight. You know, well, 
Connor, you can wait for the show to come out and you can find out. Um, <laughs> Quantum Leap has been renewed for season two. I'm enjoying your new Quantum Leap. Are you watching it, Rich? Why do no. I feel like you're not watching it? Weren't you like the I'm world's not, biggest because fan? Because I'm not watching. I, I've I, the original got show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not well, why watching you, this, this abomination. Why? He's. It's all leading up to him. You realize? Nah, I don't give a shit. It's abomination. This. Yeah, man, it's happening. Abomination. Why? What don't you like about it? Is it because the guy's Asian? Is it a racial thing with you? <laughs> uh, no, because it's not about the it's not about the leaping. <laughs> yes, it is. They leap all the time. No, no, it's not. It's about his supporting cast and the people back in the future and all that sort of crap. I'm not interested in that. The beauty of the original Quantum Leap is it was basically just Sam and um, um, Sam and whatever the other guy's name was. I forget. Was it Eddie or something? Like Sam and Al were the, the main focus. You didn't, there was barely any, any, I think maybe there was like two or three episodes out of the entire seasons where you actually saw someone in the future. Right. Otherwise, it was Al. And this one here, it's too much of an ensemble cast. It doesn't need, like, I don't know. I, the original is better by like fucking 100%. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to work out. Connor's, Connor's saying, can he have an invitation to come on? He's certainly welcome to come on. I'm just trying to work out um, what his uh, Discord handle is. Is it, I'm going to say, are you this person on Discord? Because I don't even know. You know, like, people for some reason have weird names and stuff. And it's always, I'm always like, I don't even know. <laughs> Sometimes when people are talking to me online, I'm like, I'm not even sure who this is. You know? Like, it could be well, about... Just say, just, just say who this. Yeah, but, like, I don't even want to do that. You know? Like, I'm, I'm sort of like... You know, I, I, I've sent him an invite. Let's see if it works. I'm, I'm not confident. You know, you, you know that uh, if you want to, you can click on someone's name and add a note, and the note is you can say who, like, you can put their real name or who who it is, and that way next time you go, who's this, you can click on them and go, oh, it's that person. Really? Okay. Mm. Well. So just just click on that person. I, I barely understand what I'm doing on Discord, frankly. You Fair know? enough. I, like, like, what I'm doing on Discord, it's a miracle that we can record. On Discord, you know, because it took me so long to understand what's going on. That day when, like, Adam and Dion were like talking to us while we're trying to record, I'm like, guys, what are you doing? You know, this, you know, and they're like, you're on the general thing, and I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking know what the general thing is compared to the normal thing. You know, you are quite the boomer. <laughs> I am. I'd be happiest if it was 1955. Frankly, I'd be like, <laughs> no, my reaction would be good. That would be, I'd be like, oh, it's 1955, good. Sinatra's on the radio. Good. Sounds good to me. You know? Is that Connor? Connor, have we got you? Yeah, you got me. Can you yeah. We can hear you fine, Rich. It's Connor. Hello, hello. Hey, Rich. It's so funny you're on, Connor, because we're also negotiating with Ray. He's trying to put um, his child down so he can come on to Signal. But we're just discussing um, just how bad I am at Discord and how I prefer it would be 1955 to right now. If... Seriously, if they were like, Dave, it's 1955, you're like fucking 13. I'd be like, suits me just fine. You know, um, Sinatra's on the radio. I could go down the drugstore, pick up my Superman comics, my Batman comics. As far as but, I'm concerned, it's fine. Legion of Superheroes isn't a thing till 1958. So, Well, I can hang on till then, you know? That's, that's true. You're not about to drop that or anything. No, I'd be in my prime. I'd be in my prime. 
Rich, what year did Flash come out? The first Flash, where they say it's the birth of the sil- the Bronze Silver Age. But what year is that? Fifty eight. Oh, you you're talking about the the, the Barry Allen. Barry Flash. Allen, yeah. What year are we talking? Oh Jesus, isn't that fifty eight? Songs of Swing Lovers oh. came out at about fifty eight. I don't know why I have sixty one, but that could be somewhere. It's else. not sixty one, dude. It's in the fifties, man. Sixty one oh. is is like more like Spider Man. No, I know, but I've, I've got 61 in my head for some reason. Um, well, but it's, it's the not 50s. that. I know it's, it's the not 50s, that. Man. Like, Why don't I just look it up? Cause it's 1956. 56, good. Well, so I, I like, bring it on. I, 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 I don't mean to sound like an old man, but things were so much better back in the 50s. You know, like... It does sound like an old man. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I was thinking the other day, Yeah, like... Just if I was in like let's say like late sixties or early seventies, and I every time you go to the comic store and you mm. pick up Superman and Batman, you'll have gold every single week. Totally, you'll have totally. like totally. a good comic, you know, and it'll just be cool. Go to the spinner rack. I'd love it. I'd love it. That'd be the Bronze Age, my era. Yeah, yeah, I love the Bronze Age. Ah, I'd be in heaven. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, I'd prefer 58, but if you said to me, Dave, it's 1971, Vietnam was raging, you know, you're you're 12, I'd be like, it's sad about Vietnam, but I'm loving the Batman that's coming out, and the <laughs> Superman, yeah. you know? Wow. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great. If you could have 1971, but there'd be internet, so I could do the show. Yeah. Rich, where are we on that? Is that possible, Rich? Is that possible? Well, it's radio, right? Yes. And like, you know, you people I don't know if people called up the radio. I think they did, and you can have like letters and stuff as Talk well. Talk back. Rich, are you there? Hard. Rich, are you there? I think Richard, we've lost Rich. Am I am I not coming through? No, you're coming through now, Rich. You're coming through loud and clear. We're just saying, Rich, um No, you never lost you, you haven't lost me. Okay. Nineteen seventy one or nineteen fifty five, Rich, which would you take? Neither. Oh come on. <laughs> so boring, Rich. This, uh, said, honestly, I'm, like, I'm, 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 seriously, unlike you, fucking on. boomers at heart, I don't have to go far. <laughs> I don't have to go that far back to have a good time. I do. <laughs> How far? For back me, do you want twenty to go? years. I just got to go back twenty years, and I'm and and I'm I'm having fun again. Two thousand two. What's so great about two thousand two? I'm just saying, I don't have to go that far back. It's only a year after nine eleven. We're all still reeling then. No, fuck that, man. It's taken me like ten years to get over that. I don't. I don't need that in my life again. No, I want to go back to bring back the fifties. You know, bring back nineteen fifty-eight. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> I just, I just want, I just want to get this into my head. Um, <laughs> took you ten years to get over nine eleven, so you yeah. can't go back. But you're happy to go back <laughs> for World War Two, Vietnam, Korean no. War, like that. That shit's all good. But oh god, no, nine <laughs> eleven. Well, it was an attack on home soil. Depression, but... <laughs> you know, uh, people committing suicide at high rates. But nine eleven can't handle it. I don't know, but like 58, that's post-war, the post-war boom, Sinatra's on the radio, Songs of Swing and Lovers is out. I'd be loving life. I'd be absolutely loving life. Well, if we're going back, take me back to 750 BC. (laughs) I can can start hearing, I can hear the Iliad performed in person. 750 BC? (laughs) Yeah, bring it all the way back, man. That's way back, man. 
Like that's way way back. Don't don't. Well, Dave, why don't you go back to Roman times, buddy? Yeah, I'd be happy. That'd be great, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd see, love see, it. See how well, see how well you do in the Colosseum. <laughs> no, I'd be a senator, my friend. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you would. I would be a senator. I'd be I'd be yeah, in the senate. I think Davey would be a slave. <laughs> no way, <laughs> man. Caligula's right hand man. I might be part of Caesar's entourage, the great man himself. You know, well, which well, Caesar? Caligula. Nero, you know, Commodus. Is it going to be a shitty Caesar or is it going to be a good Caesar? No, Julius Caesar, the original. Yeah. Oh, imagine he goes back in time and he finds out it's all a sham and the guys are nothing and a nobody and <laughs> didn't actually do anything. Oh, David would be so devastated. But, dude, we know that he was a real person. He wrote, you know, we know. I, it's it was a, I said that his accomplishments were not what they were, like that they were all bullshit. All that would be up. shattering. Actually, while we've got uh, Connor on, I don't want to relive the whole Grant Morrison thing, but Connor. Basically, we were discussing Grant Morrison broke down hypertime in his latest newsletter, and just to put it in very brief terms, he described it like as if time was a flat plane and all the comics were spread across the floor, and he was explaining hypertime. But he, and so all the different things were all happening at once and they could intermingle or cut off or whatever. But then he also started talking about these cubes and that's what I, where I lost him. I understood when he was saying time's like a flat circle. I, that's basically what he was saying. And all the comics had happened in DC and they were all happening kind of at once. But yeah. then he he went into this, this sequence where he started talking about how there are reality cubes. And I quote him, and, and it was, I, I just, I struggled to understand what, what he meant and Rich couldn't help. He said, the time plane, so the 2D time plane was what all of your comics look like spread out on a massive floor where 1938 Superman could exist at the same time on the same floor as 2022 Superman. The t- then he says the time plane naturally implied a time cube of stacked realities, piled timelines extending perpendicularly into our own dimensionality. So I'm just trying to understand what he means by time cubes. Do you have any... I, I have an idea... Explain your uh, idea, please. Well, okay, so it's it's not going to be right. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about in some things, but there are cubes. Like I, I get hyperton because mm. um, I've you know uh, all this Superman stuff and multiversity and that. So I got the gist of it from that stuff. Um, uh, so in action comics and in multiversity, there's the cubes. Mm. Um, that that's what I was thinking when he said because he seems to. Those cubes seem to be important for, but like, I don't know. I thought they were like music cubes, mm. like they they use music to travel. Yeah, like mu- like music is at the heart of the universe, like in um, Final Crisis with Superman with that music box. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, and and yeah, again the music box in action comics mm. with uh, the Black Superman, then in, in Multiversity. Mm. So the yeah, that that's that's what I thought when he said cubes. I don't. I don't think of it as time cubes, but um, I mean, I think I think the easy way is just everything exists, you know. At once. Like, yeah, and it, it's great. I like that. None yeah. of this, you know, oh, your favorite stories don't count anymore bullshit. I hate that. Which is but what Connor you basically with, said, Rich. Connor agrees with me. Stop yeah. overcomplicating the bullshit. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll, we'll, move, we'll move off it because we did, we did spend about seven hours on it. So um, <laughs> I just wanted to get Connor's uh, 
take on it. So just bringing into the jumping into the news where we're up to Quantum Leap got renewed for season two. Are you watching Quantum Leap, Connor? Oh, are we actually recording? Yeah. Yeah. That's mate. great. That's hilarious. You've come I've been in live, man. I, I had no idea we were live, so. Yeah, you're live, man. Good thing I didn't say anything too controversial. That's uh, okay. Well, that would have been fine if it's something controversial on Signal. We love that kind of stuff, you know? No, that, that, I think that's just hilarious. So all my Bronze Age, my 750 BC talk. Yeah, man. Great. Yeah, man. Hey, kids. Go back to 750 BC. Go look up the Bronze Age. It's awesome. Seven, anyway, that's a long way back, man. 750 BC is a long way back. Hey, guys. How you going? Ray. Ray's hey. coming to the Christmas show. Hello. We hey, have Connor. How you going, Rich? How you going, Connor? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, man. And uh, Ray, we are deep in something oh. here. We, I won't do it again, but we've been discussing hypertime and Grant Morrison's explanation of it. And I've been getting, I've been oh, fielding. Wow. Yeah. So. I don't expect you to jump in with a sophisticated, like, deep analysis. <laughs> Connor explained it. Rich explained it. I tried oh to God. get real deep with Graham Morrison. I'm actually going to email Graham Morrison about it because I need more information. But um, we have been getting so deep into into things. Now, I actually said, I want to put this out there to you guys. Rich has already kind of, like, nixed my idea. But right. in flashback to early 90s, okay? Dave's a kid with a lot of fucking answers. You know, he, th- he th- I thought I knew the way it fucking lay. And then <laughs> I was reading a lot of fantasy all through high school, and then I read a fantasy book as I was getting bored of fantasy in the tropes called The Stone of Farewell. It was a decent book. And as I finished the book, I thought, this is the last fantasy book I will read. They've become so incredibly predictable. I feel I have totally, totally gotten to the extreme like root core code of the genre, anything I read now fantasy will just be like zeros and ones, like binary code. Yeah. And that's what I thought at the time. And it took me decades before I read another one. Um, Ray, your thoughts? Do you think I touched the program itself back then? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I've stepped into here. Um. <laughs> you know, I was just saying before, Ray, I came yeah. on and I had yeah. no idea I was being recorded like the whole time. Oh, so yeah. was really <laughs> We're live, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, Ray, what do you think, man? Could, is it possible to touch the program totally and you can see the simulation, man? You know what I'm saying? Potentially, Dave. Potentially, the, the same as um, old uh, Dougie Walters can pull out a double century. <laughs> oh, he could, couldn't he? <laughs> On a dodgy track. On uh, a dodgy gets, track. Yeah, gets a quick anything, bowling. Anything can happen. That's what I'm saying. Wow, great, great callback to Dougie Walters. Great to see him get a mention on the Christmas episode. I thought, I thought I'd slip that one out there. Yeah, US listeners will enjoy it. A seventies, sixties cricket icon uh, getting a run. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. So has anyone, like, I put out this to the audience um, that's on this call. Uh, Rich, Connor, Ray, have any of you had that kind of experience with a genre of literature where you're like, I have totally mastered the tropes. I feel I have actually gotten to the core of it. This has nothing more to teach me kind of thing. Has anyone felt that ever? Um, do you mean... With almost everything today, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I can, do you mean like I read like a specific something in that genre and then I think that's it for that genre? Well, like, that the, like I felt at that age, the fantasy genre had exhausted itself for me as a reader, right. you know, completely. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. 
Maybe, um, maybe for I was in a little phase of reading Stephen King back in the day. Yeah. Uh, maybe I think I may have touched the, those heights there. Yeah. Dave reading a lot of Stephen King and going, "Yep, I, I, I kind of can see." The binary code of Stephen King's yeah, writing, and, and it is there. It, it yeah, is there. Yeah. Like he's a, he's a human being who yeah. has a certain formula. So there is a formula to That's Stephen right. King's writing. Yeah. So if you read enough of like one thing, you kind of yeah, you can lock into it. And yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. Well, what I was going to say is I don't think it's a genre thing. I think it's just a writing thing. Like I've gone to the point now where I can guess what's going to happen in a story. You know what I mean? Where I can predict. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, that person's going to be this person, or that person's going to turn out to be the mother or the like. I think we've experienced so much that it's very hard to actually find something that actually surprises you. Like you can yeah. basically guess most story beats now. They've become very yeah. formulaic. So uh, there, are, there are even as well, like Rich, um, you know, you might be watching, I don't have an exact example, but you might be watching a movie or a TV show. And how many times have any of you been watching something and you had in your mind, I can I bet you I know the next line, oh, yeah. and then the line comes out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, you oh, know, God, we're yeah. all on it. We're oh, all over this. Sure. Oh, yeah. 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 I, will, I will say, um, I don't think I've gotten quite to the, the seeing the code, as you put it. Mm. But, I mean, unless it's like a certain author, maybe, especially in comics. But mm. um, I have watched... Jurgens. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bloody surgeons. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> When it comes to the horror genre in film, I have watched every single horror that I'm interested in that I think would have any merit. Wow! Uh, like I, yeah, so you uh, would have racked up uh, racked up some XP, then, or you know, into the horror. Yeah, like I've basically seen everything uh, mm. that I that I think I need to. The only thing I'm not interested in is kind of gallo. I don't know how you pronounce it, but sort of Italian slasher horror. I haven't really got oh, okay. that. What's your favourite yeah. horror? If you had to name your top two, Connor, uh, you know, favourites, what are they? Uh, the Exorcist. Exorcist. Uh, so that's yeah. a strong movie, yeah. Just disclaimer, though, it's a fantastic film, but I think its reputation as a scary movie does it a disservice. Right. Yeah. Because it's a very thoughtful movie and it attracts people who just want scares. So, yeah. Um, but... Uh, that's going to decide my second movie is easily the thing. Uh, they're both 10 out Great, Great film. Nice movie as well, yeah. Agree. Great film. Yeah. Great film. I, I mean, I'm going to throw out there a movie. I, I think the thing is right up there. Um, uh, what, Dawn of the Dead. The the um, uh, George uh, Romero. Romero, yeah. yeah. This late 70s that's movie. Good. I love that movie. I think it's great. Yeah. I, uh, I watched that trilogy recently. Um, I actually thought... The, yeah, the Dawn of the Dead trilogy. Yeah. Kind of, mm -hmm. I liked Dawn, mm. but I kind of thought it was the weakest. I really like um, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead's yeah. excellent. Yeah. I love Day of the mm. Dead as well. It is it is a great yeah. movie, yeah. It is a fantastic film, actually. Um, yeah, no, two excellent films. Now, moving on from that, uh, our next news item, you guys have just jumped into some news here. This is a big mm -hmm. one. We, we always like to have some Bob Dylan content on the show. Um, <laughs> Kate Blanchett says putting a sock down her pants helped her play the Bob Dylan role in I'm Not There, which was the film where a whole stack of actors played Bob Dylan. Okay. And she played Bob Dylan as he went electric. Uh, so it was a very incendiary moment in his career where he, he quote-unquote, abandoned his folk music to go right. electric. That was how it was you know, played out in the press. And she played him at the time. She was really good, actually. And she, she put the yeah. sock down her pants, which was the advice of another actress, 
Um, nice. Or an acting teacher, and she said it really helped, which I think was interesting. Um, to get into the role of a man. Yeah, I think that was the thing. Like, <laughs> okay. like, oh, my God, how can I act to be Bob Dylan? Like, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. fucking complicated. Like, it's just probably overcomplicating in her head, being Kate Blanchett, like, going a bit too mm-hmm. deep. But then someone said, put a sock down the pants, oh. and she said it worked. These artists, Dave, these artists, they, yeah. you know, they, they think deep. So sometimes you've got to dull it down for them. Yeah, that's it, man. You've got to, mm-hmm. you've got to maybe, well, maybe I mean, simplify. With, for, with anything, it probably at least help with walking. Yeah. No, no, that's very pra- yeah, true. That's very practical. Well, uh, he does kind of waddle, Bob Dylan. He kind of waddles, okay. especially as he's mm-hmm. gotten older. <laughs> he sort of waddles from the two of yeah. Like the- I, don't, I don't think it'd help with the performance, but I mean, it'd probably help with like maybe posture and and walking and like you know walking like a man. Maybe. Stick the groin out, you know that sort of thing. It, you know, does spreading. Manspread does does Bob manspread Dave or I think he might yeah in the yeah. bus yeah in the Any um, chance he gets yeah, yeah I think he pretty much just does what he likes <laughs> he, he he got in trouble recently because um he put out his new book the philosophy of modern song which is really cool it's like essays from him on like songs and stuff that he likes mm. anyway he he had so it's a bestseller went to number one on the New York Times bestsellers list and all this but he had six hundred copies that were personally signed. And then they, oh, wow. then they found that, and so no, no, maybe it was there were six hundred dollar copies, and there might have been a thousand of them. So it was a limited release. There were six hundred bucks a pop, and of course, oh, okay. Bob Dylan has a you know rusted on fan base. There are easily a thousand fanatics who'll pay that, no problem. Mm. They then found out that it was done by AutoPen. Oh no! <laughs> and 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 he had to issue this apology, which is very rare for Bob Dylan to even put out any statement in any way, where he's like, yeah. "Oh, I had vertigo, it was COVID, you know, we had to have five people to do the signings." Apparently, Bob. Well, you got to protect his, got to protect his wrist and fingers. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's gold. He was, yeah, it's exactly, gold. and um. Yeah, and there was a bit of a mini scandal, and like there were people on the Bob Dylan fan pages, like you know, tearing themselves to shreds with their mixed emotions on the topic, kind of thing. And- oh, I was going to say, uh, you almost had an excuse for him there, except that you've got uh, uh, voice to text technology now, right? But that that's not signing. You know? No, but I'm just saying he, you could have maybe got him a technology where he could just give you like a voice for. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you're like, he's like, Bob Dylan, and you're like, oh my god, I've got Bob Dylan's voice. Oh my like, gosh, it's Bob. It's a, it's a verbal Dylan. signature. It's like, hello, Richard. Exactly. <laughs> Glad yeah. to meet you. You've got a verbal like, signature. Wow. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, that's a, that's another revenue spinner for Bobby. You should put that out there. A thousand bucks a pop. You know, oh, I'm sure in. he's. I'm sure he's rusty fans. What do you say, rusty fans? Rusted R- on rusted fans. On what was fans? the old terminology? I will, I will. I will say again. I want to promote the Patreon, and don't forget for twenty five dollars, I will have lunch with you. Cash. That's awesome. Yeah, twenty five dollars. I will have lunch with you. Food court. You've got to buy me a lunch. I'm happy. Just chicken sizzle and chips. <laughs> so That's is fine. that is that. Twenty five dollars, and then on top Cash. of that, they they buy they buy lunch. They buy food court lunch, Ray. And twenty five oh, yeah, yeah, cash yeah. for my time for the hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm only charging twenty five. KFC, KFC, KFC four ninety five afternoon meal. That's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's it's food court food. So but you I'm better just bring suggestions. You just better bring your twenty five dollars, Rich. You better bring your twenty five, <laughs> my friend. That's me? going in the back. Yeah, if you want to join me, yeah, please. I should start charging you. That'd be great. No. Wow. wow. Don't think that's going to happen, Dave. Wow. Yeah, I mean. Sitting down to, to to lunch with Rich and he slips me twenty five. I'd be very impressed, Rich. You'd go to the top of my list. Well, wow, <laughs> but so- I, I guess I'll just have to stay where I am on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to put that out there though. That like 
I'm available to do intros to answering machines, voice messages, anything. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 For a price. Uh, yeah, Ray, yeah, of course. For a price. Yeah, for, you know, I'll personalise it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of comedy, a bit of slapstick. I don't mind. You know? <laughs> Money like, hey, insert name here. Yeah. This is Dave. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. speaking of slapstick and great comedic actors, Stuart... Mark Golan was the Emmy Award-winning actor Angel on the Rockford Files. Uh, he died at 82 uh, this week. Uh, rest in peace to one of the absolute comedy greats and a real pillar of the Rockford Files and a close personal friend of James Garner. Um, uh, Rockford Files, I'm going to dare say, maybe one of the greatest shows of all time on TV. I'm going to put it wow. out there right now. I, a lot of people might say to me, what about Fugitive, Dave? And I'll say, well, if you want some yeah. comedy and you want colour, go Rockford Files, you know? Yeah, You're old Dave. What was that? How about... You're so old. Where do, where do you Very rank, old. Dave? Where do you rank Smallville then? Because I know you've been telling me <laughs> oh how much God. you love it. Uh, no, fine. no, Dave's been loving it. Top he, five. He's been telling me. Oh no, 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 no. In, in terms of, I, in all honesty, I view Smallville, which I'm really enjoying, as like Buffy light, which is a compliment because I really okay. enjoyed Buffy. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a lighter, cheesier version, but oh, I've, I'm very much enjoying it. But it's not in my top ten of all shows of all time or anything. Yeah, I've got, think, yeah go ahead, Connor. I was going to say, for me, you know, the first Smallville for me is just it's like a fun Superboy show. Sans yeah. the costume, you know. Yeah. Um, it's not. There is some legitimate great episodes there due to like the standalone nature of mm. the show. And I think it gets good towards the end, but yeah, like there's there's some points you're watching the show and you're like, this is guilty pleasure, dear. Hundred percent, but that's okay. I've got a question. I've got a question. I want to go around the table. Um, I saw this on Twitter, um, and yeah, I'm one of the people who are still using Twitter. I don't care, you know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, yeah, gee, I'm fine. I don't, yeah, Rich is even on it. I remember two weeks ago, I was like, "Aren't you going to join up some fucking service that I've never even heard of and haven't heard of since?" No, I didn't bother, you know, because I, I sensed that it was just a fucking fad. Um, anyway, this was a tweet that came out the other day that I I got. I, I'm torn on. Mm-hmm. Are you a Cheer, it was Cheers or Mash, and it was a picture oh. of Ted Danson as Sam Malone and a picture of Alan Alder as Hawkeye. And I'll start with you, Ray. Cheers yep. or Mash? Yeah, I'll have to go with um, Cheers for that one. Yeah, good I, one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both show. good, but I must say that, yeah, probably enjoyed Cheers, Cheers a bit more. Yeah. Okay, Rich. Cheers or Mash? Uh, cheers. Che- I mean, they're both good, but Cheers is more relatable. Yep. Okay, so two yep. for Cheers. Uh, Connor? Frasier. Uh, no, that's acceptable. That's, that's acceptable. That's yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's he's basically saying cheese. <laughs> he is, but no, but I actually think that that's a that's a good. Now, me, I'm uh, frankly sometimes the question is so piercing that I feel I'm a man teetering on a precipice, and I and oh, I just I, I feel like either one I'm betraying the other, and I and I've I, last night I was like, am I cheese? I'm. I'm uh, I don't know. Both your mistresses. I swear to God, only Dave can take a, a fun game and turn it into some sort of like life or death fucking thing. <laughs> exactly. We're ending up with one of them with a gun in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, drum roll, and this is yep. going to surprise everyone on the show. I'm going to go mash. Matt, yeah. And, yeah oh, I tell you what, it's a very tough call for me mm. because I love Cheers. But I've watched so much mash as well. Especially in recent, uh, not recent years, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, I watched all of Mash, and in recent years, I've watched it 
every you know i i've sort of been plowing through it i'm gonna say mash but i feel like that really stumped me frankly that question mm-hmm. whoever whoever created that question that was a real like is it like sophie's choice or something is that is that what sophie's <laughs> choice is i don't even know what sophie's choice is but i feel like that's what, it is. I've not yeah, what, what, what would you say then um just not like the 80 shows uh the a team or would you go the fall guy a team easily Okay. Rich, would you? Yeah, eighteen. Love the old team. Yeah, yeah. Love okay. it when the plan comes together, man. Yeah, yeah, that team is very strong. I must admit, it's a team. I've got yeah. one. I've got one. Knight Rider or Magnum or Magnum PI. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. Magnum PI. <laughs> Magnum PI for Rich. Connor. I was going to say, you know, you, you know, it's just what could be a harder choice was um, a team or MacGyver. Yeah, I, I was thinking that as well, Rich. MacGyver's a bit, a bit later, though. I think. I think but it's still, a, if you're just saying, like, yeah, we'll yeah. choose, I'd be like, oh, that'd yeah. be tough. That, that is a tough choice. Really yeah, yeah. For me, A-Team easily, although I watched a lot of MacGyver. <laughs> no, I've watched MacGyver as well, uh, religiously. Um, no, what, what were the uh, the other choices? Knight Rider Sorry. or Magnum PI. Oh, so Magnum for, for Rich. What did you say, Connor? Oh, uh, look, I was in hibernation. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> was Connor alive? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, I... Wait, he answered the fucking. Uh... Oh wait, he answered Frasier. So okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I have seen Cheers and Mash, though. I just yeah. think I just think Frasier's better than Cheers. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't I, get Frasier like without Cheers. You don't. That's true. No. That's true. Um, yeah. No, I do like Cheers. I think it's good. So it's Mash. Mm. Uh, so you, but you haven't seen Magnum oh, what, PI oh, what, or Night Rider. Oh, okay, so you can't. No, well, I don't know what they are. Okay, all right. Uh, I know what they are, and the the talking car gimmick is so yep. addressed to Night Rider because there's yeah, yeah. kit, yeah. Ray, yeah. so I would I would is say it? I would say like Night Rider. I mean, back in the day, like during the time, because yeah. I was younger, and Night Rider was just way more appealing. I reckon Magnum Pi like now looking yeah. back, and I reckon that would probably be more appealing now. But as a kid, Night Rider, the talking car, the cool car, it was, was cool. Was Do you get this as a kid. Like yeah. and like, I'm, when I say kid, I was probably about eleven or twelve. When Matt, I was so addicted to Magnum PI, I used to write like in my own childish version, like scripts. For, for, oh, wow! Yeah. Like, like, and when I and when I say that, uh, like, dial down your expectations. But there were more scenes. I used to write like a lot of scene ideas and and like pitch yeah, ideas right. for Magnum PI. I was really into it. Um, yep. and, and like as the later seasons went on, I remember there's an episode. Because uh, Magnum PI, for those who haven't seen it, it always had quite an element of comedy, didn't it, Rich? There was a, quite a bit of comedy and humour in Magnum PI. Uh, to oh, go... in almost any show from that. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter but how. In the later seasons, like last couple, they tried to sort of tone it a little bit more sort of thematically, and I loved it. And they, and mm. spoilers, they had a Japanese, you remember him, Rich, the Japanese cop on the island, like it was his buddy. Mm-hmm. And he was like an inspector. He was, a, he was an Asian actor who's been in a million things. He's really good. They actually killed him. And I remember a family friend who we were big Magnum PI fans. And I said, what did you think of that? And she said, if they're going to keep doing that, I don't think I can keep watching. And I was like, oh, wow. that, was a, that was a heavy comment for me as a kid. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, wait, well, you're yeah. going to abandon the franchise that we, you know, I was like, wow. In my, in my like brain, ha- I was. A hammer. In my the brain, I was. been like. Yeah. yeah. In my brain, well, I was yes, like, I'm, I'm not abandoning it. I was like, I'm, I'm sticking yeah. with it. <laughs> I'll give you some fun trivia for Knight Rider. The voice of Kit is uh, uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets Will. Really? Oh, really? 
Really? Okay. It's that wow. guy, that really old guy, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, Mr. Boy Meets World, the principal. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, I know the Yeah. Oh wow. That's interesting. You never considered, never considered that back in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, as in, yeah. That's that is interesting. Now, so but I do want to say, R.I.P. to Angel. Uh, he was fantastic in Rockford Falls. He was fantastic in the Rockford Falls movies that did in the nineties. He was a pillar of the show. He was a great man. And um, he'd retired. He passed away at 82. That's a good innings uh, yeah, by any innings. standard. Um, I mean, think of Don Perlin, still rolling in the 90s. Still still chugging along. Catch me in the summer. Catch me in the summer. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. it, man. You know? That's it. Catch um, me in the summer, he says. He, he's, he's confident, Dave. He's very he's confident. confident. Well, he's being yeah. wheeled around. Uh, he's still communicating. He's still drawing. I tell you what, this guy can draw. Swear to God. He really can not, draw. Not, not, auto, not auto draw, is it, Dave? <laughs> I don't think so, man. I mean, co-creator of Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah. I know. I he, mean, he was there when the, the, the first lines went on to the character. How much how much funds have you put in Don Perlman's account? I'd like to get an accounting on that, Ray, actually. How much has wound up at the <laughs> Don Perlman account from Ray? Direct. Certainly not enough. <laughs> Would you say a couple of grand, Ray? Probably, probably when you break pro- down probably, the percentages. Like, it's gone to Marvel, but sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to know, yeah, how much royalties he does actually get. I know Doug Mensch does get royalties. He, he was telling us about it. Well, I'm sure um, Don Perlman's co-creator also gets royalties, surely. I guess so. Yeah, it all depends on what well, they yeah. agree on, right? Yeah, yeah. Did he, ro- did you know, he draw Don, a lot Don's... of him? Did he draw a lot of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah pr- pretty right. much. Um, He's still rolling. I mean, have you ever considered getting like a commission from him? Because I'll tell you what, his ghostwriter is fantastic. I, oh, that, is a, that is a good idea. That's a very good idea. Well, you should be but they're so expensive. Commissions are so, they're so expensive, commissions, though. But how much? Like uh, uh, 400, from, I, half a grand, up to 800 bucks. 800 bucks. Wow. I think so, depending on, you know, depending on what you want. You know, what they're the like, I'll draw you. Is he, is, he, uh, is he painting a fucking wall? Like, Jesus. Like, or is it just like a little. Picture. Oh no! It, it's like it depends on how much detail you want. I mean, this is the thing. Like oh, a lot of detail. I think it, it takes a long time to yeah to draw okay. something. Eight hundred. Eight hundred is reasonable though, Ray. Come on, no, you've that's got top. That's top. You've got eight hundred, Ray. Yeah. You could float him eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll ask for a commission in the summer. I'll catch him in the summer. <laughs> catch him in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I could buy I could buy a good painting for eight hundred. Yeah. No I'm just way too cheap. I'm never going to spend it. Like although I I do have him as I'm going to actually go back to Don and see if he's interested now um, to come back on, um, but. I'm going to make sure I change my Facebook uh, profile pic back to his picture of Ghost Rider, saying greetings, oh, yeah. Germans, before I communicate with Don. Again, yeah, exactly. that because... Good move. Good yeah, move. that, that uh, Ghost Rider on had so many good profile picture material. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, Roy Thomas also was similar. He, he was Catch Me in the Autumn, apparently. Or Catch oh, me was in the he? Spring. Roy yeah, Thomas, Catch Me in awesome. the Spring, apparently, he said, or something like that was uh, I was chatting to his agent who handles all his bookings, and he said he's just wow. so busy at the moment. I'm like, busy how, doing how fucking what? He... 82. Well, how, how... 82. He's 82. Okay. Wow. But, but I was like, busy doing what? Is Roy Thomas doing? Like, Mark and Time? You know, like... <laughs> um, he does... I remember, because I was trying to... I was trying to get an interview with him mm. over on Iron Fist, mm. and he does a lot of cons. Okay. Oh, wow. He, he, so I think he travels a Cash lot. Cash in hand. 
Yeah, play. I'd be happy to say pay to play. I'd be saying I'll flood him 500 to come on, but I want an hour oh, and a half. Yeah. But I want an yeah. hour and a half. And you want to ask the deep questions, Dave. Some big questions, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, I don't like, think you need to pay him. I think, I think you need to catch him when he's not busy. Yeah, because uh, I, I have an agent as a friend on Facebook, so I'm probably going to ask. Him well, the thing is, I mean, I think if you if you want to guarantee someone on your show, uh, obviously, if you're offering them like money. money, that you'll have a higher choice. Now, if that person has maybe got something to promote, they probably you know then you yep. can probably get them on without having to. But I mean, if you want to guarantee someone on and they're not really promoting anything, I think if you offer them like you know cash, yeah. like 150 bucks, like sort of show yeah. up fee. Kind of thing. I, you know, I think that's most, a good idea. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to float it back to Roy in his manager in about a month. I'll give it. A, I'll give them yeah. a month to get over Christmas. Yeah. Look, I don't mean to what do, sound what do you reckon? sacrilegious, but the guy's 82. He's not getting any fucking yeah. younger. You know. Well, here's another thing, Dave. Then how about someone younger? Would you would you float some money towards Peter David and then just <laughs> rip him another one? You know, I know, on the show. I have. I <laughs> I, I want to do the Henry Cavill. I'm taking the high road here. I have basically been saying people should be supporting Peter David's health concerns mm. because the the perilous state of his finances is a matter of concern, but the guy's almost dying and mm. he's broke. He's broke as a fucking stone, man, you know, and well, stone actually, broke. I So I have an update on, on sort of that. Is, I don't know if you've been following some of the news lately where a lot of artists and, and all that are complaining that um, they're not getting paid. Like they are like weeks and months behind oh. getting paid from the big companies. Really? And that probably explains why a lot of the older writers and artists, again, are not doing well because they're probably not even getting their royalties or it's taking such a long time. I mean, if the companies can barely pay the actual current staff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see where they're getting the money to like, uh, send royalty checks to a lot of these and again it's probably very difficult for them to probably even follow it up or get a lawyer because one they don't have the money <laughs> and he's um, and he's sick man he's sick as a dog yeah, yeah, you know uh, yeah, the healthcare no, I mean, is pretty bad yeah. yeah like these like the current people working for marvel and and dc really do not have money and they are in arrears and that i'm sorry I, that's to me it's another that's another nail of like you. You are definitely not doing as well as you're trying to make out or convince people. Oh, they're not that doing well. Doing. If you cannot pay your your current crop of writers and artists on time, mm. like well, I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll say DC are run by buffoons and Marvel is led by cowards. <laughs> Akira Yoshida, I'm looking at you. Tom Breville, I'm looking at you. Yeah, the, you I two mean, clowns. You two overweight fat clowns. You've been lying for years. <laughs> You've been lying for years, and the chickens have come home to roost. That's all I'll say on the topic. I'm just saying what I said the other day. What's that? Fuck Marvel. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I love it. I love that it. wasn't the other day. That was a while ago. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, recently, fuck yeah. DC yeah. and yeah. make mine Homer. That's it. What did you say? Make mine what? Make mine Homer. That's, Homer? That's what I'm putting in my cup. Yeah, Homer. Homer uh, the Simpsons I or oh, right. <laughs> I was I was lost. I was like I was like Homer. I was like Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah. So David, we've probably you've probably covered it, right? Mm. Um the, the, the DC news, I'm sure. No, I wanted to bring it up. So oh, okay, I was Dave. if you yeah. we have covered it, but with you guys on, um mm. we've given our takes. Uh, I'll kick off with you, Ray. What do you think about uh, James Gunn? He's booted out Cavill. He's starting afresh with a young Superman. 
Um, I, 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 no cavil. I, uh, I think it's a, a massive misstep, and yep. you know, it's I don't know, writings on the wall. Um, you know, it's a shambles, uh, all that sort of stuff. I, I think, sure. uh, to be honest, look, I enjoyed uh, Guardians the first one. Um, I have enjoyed any of the other ones. Uh, ironically, I'm actually looking forward to the third one just because it. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But if it's if it's exactly the same. Just gun material again, mm. then um, I've got no faith in him taking the reins over at DC. I don't think he's a, a savior by any means. Mm. Um, he's not the chosen you know, one. <laughs> no, I mean if I'm to put on a you know, signal um, cap on, yeah, you know, he's a he's probably a one trick pony yep. in that sense. It was it was groundbreaking. Like Guardians of the Galaxy was fantastic. Like I loved it. It was one of my favorite films. Uh, but then he he regurgitated kind of the same sort of thing again, yeah. Uh, and then you see it again, and then with his DC um, efforts again, mm. you call it his style or whatever. I call it just like rehash, his basically. Stick. It's his stick. Yeah, and so it's he's lost that his edge, which was this groundbreaking. It just turned that he he's just doing the same thing over and over. So you're not he's not innovative, and I can't see him doing much um for dc uh he's doing clean he's cleaning out fair enough taking the broom out mm. big mistake taking cavil <laughs> <laughs> like, like i don't know what's going on it, it's a bit i, I actually i agree with you in fact you've actually yeah. said a lot of the same shit that i've said about mm. gun but i think that's also why they've split it and why it's james yeah, and peter. Okay. so yeah. i think i think james is kind of like the idea man the world build and i think peter's there maybe to like rein him in and okay Give him some again. Uh, this is my hope, anyway. That yeah, what's the other sort of like rein him in? And, and Peter Saffron the... is the guy. Yeah, yeah what, what's his right. background? What, who is he? He's what a suit he? man, he's an exec. Oh. Yeah, so he, okay. he's produced a lot of movies, financed okay. a lot of movies, uh, and run a company. So I'm hoping that he's maybe the you know, the penny pincher. They're like, no, you can't do that, or you, you can't mm. go that far, or rein it in a bit. Like, that's my hope because as I've said, I'm. The two of them, I'm willing to give them a chance, and yeah. maybe Gunn will even mature himself and be like, "Hey, I'd be given an opportunity to like, like build this DC world." And mm. so I, I, I want to apply my talents, but maybe I need to cut back on that fucking childish, yeah, sense of humor. That's my hope. I could be completely yeah. wrong. As I said, I don't have super high hopes, but I do hope that maybe he. This matures him, and he maybe takes it like quite seriously. The other thing as well, uh, Rich is um, someone told me as well in Guardians the first script. He he was uh, the rain. He had had the reins on. You know they were. Um, oh right. Uh, script, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The second movie, he was able to do whatever he wanted, and and you can kind of see it. You know. Um, well, and it's so, the same thing happened yeah. with Taika Waititi. Like this is yes, the yes, absolutely. They get you so know? full of themselves, and they yep. think they can do no wrong, and that they're geniuses. Oh, and, they and then it's just. Yeah, so that's what I said. Just... I hope Peter's there to to put the reins on him. I hope yeah. Peter's there to be like, "Hey, yep. curb yourself, like fucking rein it in. You're going too far, or something like that." Maybe yeah. What about the fact that um, apparently he's writing the Superman film, and Connor, I will go to you in a second, mm. and it's going to be early years. Do you like the uh, idea of early years of I'm Superman? Like, I'm like jumping up and down while I'm waiting. <laughs> okay. Are you okay? Well, no, no, let, no, let, no. Let, let it, yeah, let it Connor, yeah, on yeah, it, Connor on let's, let's hear your yeah. thoughts because you're the Superman guy. So give us your take on the whole situation. So I was going to ask Gray after my take, but I'll ask him now because you kind of just asked it. Yeah. So for those listeners who don't know, mm. Ray Ray's off as co-host yes. on LSK, but he did it's... get a good innings. Of He's been lost yeah. in the Phantom Zone. Zod, Zod sent yeah. back to the Phantom yeah. Zone. 
I'm there. I'm in the flat, the flat piece of paper, um, not paper, glass. I'm there screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we found out last episode, Dave's like raising the Phantom Zone. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, 100 episodes, good innings. Yes. And uh, I can't wait for you to come back for other stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, But I wanted to ask you specifically, I think you've read enough Superman to answer this question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Do you think James Gunn is capable of writing a Superman story? No. No? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a quick answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I could be. I could be totally wrong. He could be. A, uh, is he like? He could be a, like a, a a closet fan of Superman, and you know. But I just. I don't see. I think it. he would no. say he is. I mean, whether he, he yeah. actually is. I mean, I'm, he always goes on about how he's the biggest su- Suicide Squad fan of all time, and then he uh, gave us those movies, and I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. The thing is, he passed. He passed on Superman to do Suicide Squad. Oh, but now okay. he's writing. The Superman movie. I mean, mm. people's opinions can change. Maybe he's more interested now. But anyway, to the Cavill thing. Um, look, you know, I'm on the record. I liked Man of Steel and the BBS mm-hmm. cut. I wasn't that big on Justice League, and I definitely didn't want to see the Snyderverse restored. Mm. But uh, I am big on Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought he was great, and I think he's a good age for like a you know thirty to forty forty year old Superman and. I kind of got over him. Like, I didn't think he was coming back. And then they brought him back two months ago. And I got excited again. <laughs> oh, I was pretty yeah. Excited. They, they set you up for a fall, didn't they, Connor? They dangled the carrot again. You know, they attached. dangled the carrot to the starving man. Yeah. Because oh, I, went, I went and saw Black Adam, and he comes on, and he's in this bright suit that Williams seems playing. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really excited now. <laughs> yeah. And then they just take it away. They ripped it away from you, didn't they, man? And, yeah. And like, look, that there, there's a decent chunk of people who didn't like, who don't want him as Superman. But the majority of people that I've seen, just random people, are pretty mad that he's mm-hmm. not Superman. Everyone was pretty excited because I think a lot of people agreed. Even if you don't like the side of movies, he's good casting and he's naturally charismatic. Sure. So sure. on that level, it's like, what? Like what Ray said. What are you doing? It's such a misstep. Like, it's I mean, the, ridiculous. Yeah. The Rock said the reason he brought in Cavill is because. People kept going on about it. He's like, he's popular. People want him. Mm. And Make it what you will of Dwayne Johnson. At least he's got the finger on the pulse, you, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's like, and the other thing I hate is the fucking reasoning. We want a young Superman with the Daily Planet and Lois Lane. And I'm like, oh, so like every Superman thing we've gotten? Mm. Like, yeah. What? yeah. That's my, that was my impression. It's like, here we go. Well, you'll always Rinse have Lois. You'll always have yeah. Lois. Yeah, but it's like every every Superman movie has been a love story between those two. Everyone's I been at like, I know. you know, Man of Steel was his early days. Why do we need to do that again? It's not an origin. He clarified that. But still, I don't want to see early days Superman. I want Superman in his prime. Sure. We had sure. Superman in his prime, for fuck's sake. Like, just show him. Do you want Brainiac? I want Brainiac. Yeah, just yeah. show him being regular Superman, fighting Brainiac or something. Longer. You don't need to go Longer. back to when he's young. We had 10 fucking seasons of Smallville when he was young, you know? True. Um, that's a good point. So that's another level is the reasoning. Like, that's why. That's a stupid But do you idea. think the real reasoning was, uh, what's his name, guns come in, Black Adam's underperformed. It's giving him every excuse to really put the broom through the whole thing, which is just the excuse he needed, and that's why they've reset, like, more than anything, I think. To be honest, I don't know. I don't care. I'm just going to go by what he said publicly. Um, mm. And 
yeah, so yeah, th- this this like made also the the morning news. I was watching mm. Sunrise or something this morning, mm. and uh, the entertainment kind of journal was talking about it, and he said as well that Warner actually back in October told Cavill to, mm. to make that statement that he's coming back. Well, that was in and his then, own statement. He said that he said he was told. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's been retracted. Like it's just ridiculous, yeah. and it seems like it's almost just. Um, just a gesture, potentially. You know, Gunn and Peter, whatever his name, just just sweeping out the old guard, just to show that you know we're we're serious, we're in business, and we want to start from scratch. You know, but you got to think about what what you're doing. That does um, happen with new management, though. Like that does. Yeah, happen yeah, at it does. Of course. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. The new leaders want to want to put their own stamp on things, so mm. they don't want to play with what's there before. I mean, so that's fair enough, but. I think it's just that it was just so obvious and well known from everyone on the you know fans on like about about Henry Cavill. Mm. Um, it just seems like a, a a big misstep. And the only thing, yeah, as you say, Connor is is because they're looking for they're, they're going to do a younger story, a young earlier years again. Yeah, I mean, how there are early? so many stories you could have, you know, oh, but but also a uh, cadet, cub cadet reporter, yeah, cub reporter at the Daily Planet. So. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like. You know what I feel that like the downside of this is you you lose a lot of goodwill because that's one thing Cavill had even though yeah. he never had the greatest scripts he had a lot of goodwill people liked Henry Cavill he was good Superman he just wasn't given the best material so yeah. you lose that goodwill and I just wonder um, just just I, I also wonder and I'm going to put this out to you Connor what if Early years is it starts off and he's Superboy and we see the Legion. Wow. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, okay, so one thing. Mm. First, I want to touch on your goodwill statement. I completely agree. I was about to bring that up. Mm. They've not only have they made a big misstep as race, to, they pissed a lot of people off and they've lost like their goodwill. Mm. You see a little graph chart, boom, plummet. Like, mm. there's a lot of, not, not rich, rich hates everything, but yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people. Poor sorry, Rich. There's a lot of people that are pissed at Gun. Um, so it's like you better be pretty confident that this Superman thing you're doing is going to knock it out of the park because people are going to be I, looking I, at it, it with a bang. There is so much pressure I on that now. The, I think the problem is that it's it's the only play they have because think of it like a body. If your leg is rotten and you can't save it, you've got to amputate. Yeah, you hate, to lose the, you hate to lose the leg. Cut it off. You've, you've Com- got to save are, the body. You don't have to do the Snyderverse, though. Comic book movies are at a point where continuity doesn't Yeah, but the problem is, 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 one, Cavill is also a rising star, but he's also getting older. And so if they want to reboot the universe, that's they're, the not thing. Gonna, the they're not going to make a movie, probably yeah. a Superman movie that's not going to come out for probably three years, maybe. How many how many more movies do you have before well oh he's getting too old, he's he's hair studying or give Cavill, give like, Cavill just, one give him yeah, one but more he, movie. I, but he might he might be able to play Jorel. Like they've offered him they've they've said he's they've offered him a, a, a different role in the new DC. So he could be Jorel and something like so that he's still got well, some. Why, why would he want to be Jorel if he's been Superman? Like why would he want to take fucking Jorel out of He's not he's not that old. Like he doesn't look I don't think that would be an issue. And even then, like, he's an a, but, but so unfortunately, as much as he's a nice guy, 
the DCU has tainted his Superman, unfortunately. He's a great guy. I love Henry Cavill. I think he's probably one of the most genuine people in Hollywood, and I want all the best for him. I want his 40K Warhammer wow. to do well. When he was on The Witcher, I wanted Witcher to do well. But the problem is, he's Superman, unfortunately, because of all the shit decisions and all the bad decisions, yep. it's tainted. And I think the only smart move, the only thing you can do is wipe it all away. You've got to wipe it all away and say, look, that was a failure. There was a mismatch. It's failed. It sucks. But we need to start and take our time and build something solid and better. And you know what? Yes, people are going to be mad now. Yeah. But if they release a good product, if, if they make something fucking good, sure. well, guess what? You're going to get past it. You're going to get over that hump, and you're going to win those people back. It's Yeah, it's so there's, the, there's that too. You, you, I mean, you never know as well. Like, there might be another guy that gets cast that we all just go – you know, wow, and and he oh, does yeah. become a really so. I mean, there's that kind of hope too. Um, yeah, no, it, it oh, could be good, but yeah. like Jesus, the writing's on the wall a bit. Like, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm similar. Back. I'm similar with with Connor. I mean, if it's going back to the early years, stuff that I, I want, like an experienced Superman, like in a movie with like a great story, set in space somewhere. Like, I'm sure he's got millions yeah. of tales. Um, give us a really good. You don't have to rehash. Yeah. The same sort of thing. Give me a good story with Superman and he's on top of his game and he's up against the best of the best, Mongol, Brainiac, all that. That's going to be a ripper of a story. That would be great. Like, everyone yeah. everyone knows who Superman is. Yeah. We don't, just, don't have to go through that again. Again, it's not an origin, so I don't think they're going to be going through that. I think he just means, yeah. one, we're going to go for a younger Superman, you know, probably maybe 28, 29. And he's going to be established, oh, this is, and we're just going to have an adventure. Like this is going to be so. It's going to be something like the Batman, right? So the Batman was he was yeah, young yeah. or something, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like um, what's it's, going it's going to be like that. They want to yeah. set up his relationships with the planet and everything. I was like, I yeah. don't care anymore. I'm so mm. sick of like yeah. I don't. I don't think us, Superman's us, cast is that great. Like I, you know, just as Ray said, I just want I just want a Superman that's. At, his, at, the, at the top of the game, is, it was... Who you know, was the I guy that they kept saying was going to be Superman, the black guy? Remember that guy was almost... Uh, Michael B. Jordan? was still doing something there. Yeah, there was... Uh, at one point, that was actually announced by a Hollywood reporter on Variety that he'd been cast. I recall that, like, about five years ago. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, Rich. I, I don't agree that he's that tainted. I think you could easily... Like, if you make, like you say, a good movie... And he's in it. It would be fine. And like, look, I mean, as I said, I got over Henry Cavill not coming back because the fact that they brought him back two months ago, which is what really, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, well, well, you, well, you can blame the Rock for that because apparently <laughs> Warner Brothers didn't want to, and it was the Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they do it, and they cave to him. So, oh, I'm still blaming Warner Brothers. Brothers. Anyone, you I'm can not, blame the Rock. I'm not. Oh, the no. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not taking any blame off of them, but I'm just saying the Rock is the, was the big instigator for bringing Cavill back. So sure. he, he yeah. leave a sleeping dog lie. So mm. well, um, yeah. Anyway, I think it's a dumb move, but uh, again, if it's good, but yeah, as I said, my main annoyance is the premise of making him young again. I'm just that's fair, and we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see how the story develops. We'll stay on it. Uh, Gun keeps talking about how they're going to do a. A multi-faceted TV, film, game Gun, universe. Gun was involved with Brightburn, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> you know? The one where well, it was like I, I, think he was, I think he was just a producer, though. He didn't Producer's write. still pretty heavily involved, though. Like, he wasn't... It wasn't a good film? I've not seen it. 
It's basically a slasher movie, but with like evil. Yeah, Superman. Superman. It's yeah. like a yeah, demonic Superman, Superboy. isn't it? Superboy. Superboy. Yeah. Superboy. Yeah, no, interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, just switching gears for a second, getting out of DC hijinks, and we will go back there, but uh, <laughs> Scully Hansen made a few comments uh, this week. This is a quote from her in an interview, and I want to put it out for discussion. I was kind of being groomed, in a way, to be this what you call bombshell-type actor. I was playing the other woman and the object of desire, and I suddenly found myself cornered in this place. I couldn't get out of it. I actually agree with her. That was that was the Scarlett Johansson brand for probably about 10 years. I was a yep. big fan of that brand. Um, I, I actually agree with I, I Maybe the groomed part is, you know, I think that was what she was being cast as. That was what she played. She was very popular. Uh, I mean, Iron Man 2, you you can see. That was obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a sequence of movies. There was a movie she did with Woody Allen. There's there's various movies that support it. Uh, Rich, your comments first off? Uh, Well, probably the biggest flaw she did was did that... uh, What was that movie? Is it Don Juan or something? No, what is it with... um, Lucy? It's just basically, it's the whole movie. It's just him fucking her. Um, yeah, well, I know the film. I had not seen it actually because I heard it was not actually like even good sex scenes, and yeah. I was really disappointed. It's that guy, <laughs> um, the guy from Third Rock from the Sun, and he was in Joseph Gordon Lovett. Lo- 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 he he yeah. did a movie where the only reason he did the movie was to have Scarlett Johansson in it so he could like just fuck her and have sex scenes with her. So I'm I like, maybe if you didn't do movies like that, that you didn't have to, maybe people wouldn't have that. That was Don Juan. I think. Yeah, yeah I thought okay. it was Don Juan or something like that. Gee, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. I didn't know that. Was a <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't even aware that was a Just taking notes. I can hear pencils scribbling. <laughs> Don I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like who gives a shit. You make your own decisions and you can't oh, yeah. put on a Russian accent, so shut up. Uh-huh. So that's a bit, not, not shut up, but like, man, I can't stand a Black Widow. Well, it's the typical of people make poor decisions and they always want to blame someone else for their... For, for them t- making those decisions or, sure. or so, take, so far I mean? she hasn't had a supportive audience on signal other than me who's excited <laughs> about don guan uh ray where are you oh, i also don't think she should be using the word groomed like it's yeah not, it's, it's, a yeah. The word groomed. it's a misuse of the word groomed i agree yeah, I think it's I think it's just a generalization similar to the other guys. Um th- there's it's not like she was powerless. You know, th- these decisions don't just fall into your lap or you you aren't kind of coerced into it. There's a lot that goes into making these decisions and when you reflect back on it, sure, maybe she she does kind of realize this. Um but at the end of the it's a learning experience. Life is a learning experience, and she's she's learnt that now. Well, it wasn't um, like she so... was passed around like a party favour, is what you're That's saying. That's right. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she just blindly fell into all these roles and just, look what happened. Yeah. But, you, you know, you've got to take some responsibility for, for it. And she's also uh, got millions to... of dollars. She's got millions of dollars in the bank, too. That, that yeah. must sweeten the deal a little bit, I would think. Yeah. It was similar to... Um, uh, Zoe Zoldana? Soldana, the oh, yeah, Gamora? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was saying that she felt like, you know, after 10 years doing franchise work, she felt creatively stuck and backed in a corner. Wow. I mean, maybe she's just making that as a statement, but, well, yeah, I mean, again, it was her choice to do to do so, you know, and, yeah. and she did say, look, you know, there are a lot of positive things to come out of it. Fair, fair enough. But, yeah, she did also say, well, I felt creatively stuck, so I'm, I'm looking forward to stop doing, you know, franchises. If, she's, if she is complaining about it, then I think there's no grounds for it because, again... It's I wouldn't even know who she know. was if it wasn't for her playing Gamora, frankly. Gamora, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't I couldn't even name 
a Zoe Zeldana movie other than the fucking oh, the losers. Are we talking about her? Yeah. Oops. We switched from yeah. Scarlet to her. We switched. Oh, okay. No, we switched. Oh, yeah, kind of. And I like Start her. As, I like her. I like her as Gamora too, actually. But I, I've not. She's seen nice. Her. I, I like. Yeah. Not yeah. seen her in anything else. Um, not seen her outside of the green, even actually. Now that I think about it, uh, never, never well, seen I know, her. Flesh. I know she's, she's in the losers. Okay. Well, I have seen that. Yeah. I, just, I don't she recall. Was in, um, wasn't she or her in those shitty Star Trek movies? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she was. Okay. She was. Right. Then I have said she's a, well, she's a voice in Avatar or something. So she's done a lot of franchises. I'm going to make a comment it. right now describing her acting style. Perfectly adequate. Nothing more, nothing less. You know? <laughs> she looks decent. She punches a line. She gets off stage. I actually like that in an actor who does that. But mm. I'm not, I don't think she's redefining acting. You know? She's well, maybe she hasn't had that opportunity. I mean, if, if she does go for more... You know, uh, challenging roles, but oh, yeah, who knows? Actually, she might, she might really good. There was a role that she was going to do as a biopic, but she she couldn't do it because she was told she wasn't black enough. What was oh, it? wasn't black was enough to be? Okay. Yeah, well, she's not. She's not black. She's like she's light, light skin black, from what I've seen. Yeah. 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 No, no, but her background, I don't think Green. she's black. I think she's like Christ. Puerto Rican or so. Or she's, she's some whatever. But anyway, she was told that she's not allowed to do that movie because she wasn't black. So. All right. Oh, well. I mean, she, she was going to do a, a non franchise movie, but then got told not to. <laughs> but, but, but she also realized that the market has just walked away from non franchise movies. So if she wants to keep a career active, I suggest she keeps on that fucking train. I would. I don't know. I think Chris Evans is pretty smart because he will do like the franchise stuff, but then he'll also go and do an indie movie or mm, yeah. something a bit smaller. But who's watching it? Smart. I've not watched any Chris Evans indie movies. None. What? Serious uh, Knives Out? You've not seen like no, that seen, sort of I wouldn't call Knives Out an indie movie. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's well, it is kind of an indie, but it's a smaller budget movie. It's more like what it's I mean. Not indie though. Universe, it's a studio no. movie. But it's, it's, okay, it's, I will be super specific, Dave. He does a smaller <laughs> budget slash okay. indie yeah. movie. All right. Jeez. But it might That's be, bad. you know, that and that and that, um, Dave. I think um, partly what Richie is, I guess, mentioning, you know, fulfilling for Chris Evans. You know, so yeah. he's not stuck in that role of franchises. Yeah. Like he he manages to kind of flesh That's out rom-coms and out. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep him, keep his artistic. You know, energies kind of. So, Rich, up. what you're saying is she needs to do a movie where the budget's under two hundred million. That's what I think. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of look. Uh, if she's trying to get the paycheck and do like a non-franchise, well, that's not going to happen. Because, yeah. Because yeah. that's why it's a franchise movie. It has the bigger budget. So, I there's no way she, you you telling me that she can't get some sort of indie or smaller budget. I'm, sure I'm going to put a comment out there. I'm going to put a comment out there, and people can judge me. She could always do porn. Um, I'm just going to put that out there as a statement. Um, Ray, your comment. <laughs> <laughs> Lost for words, there, Dave. I don't know. I don't know what kind of cash that would bring you, but if it's a cash thing, if it's a cash crunch, cash flow, I'd be interested in seeing that. But just me, wow. just one man's opinion. Um, anyway, I mean, that's all I'll say. I guess I don't mean that as a slight against women's rights or anything. I'm just putting it out there as a commercial opportunity. That's that's all I'm saying. Now. Um, Flashing back to the DC fiasco, um, Patty Jenkins broke a silence on Wonder Woman. The quote was, I never walked away, she shared in a post on Twitter. I was open to considering anything asked of me. It was my understanding there was nothing I could do to move forward at this time. DC is obviously burying changes they are having to make, so I understand these decisions are difficult right now. She was basically saying she was fired off the project. She did not walk. Um... 
Connor, I know you're the world's biggest Wonder Woman fan and Gal Gadot fan. Uh, <laughs> how, how are you feeling about this one? I mean, I didn't even see two, so I don't. Yeah, I don't really care. It was Paul. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Apathy, apathy. It sounds yeah. like Rich, the big man. What do you think, Patty Jenkins? Her comments. Well, actually, actually, I think Wonder Woman is a perfect example of Snyder forcing everyone into a corner that they don't want to be because of the the law and the history and the time frame that he created for Wonder Woman in his Batman v Superman and his Justice League, they are kind of limited in what they can do with the Wonder Woman movies, especially when there's no plan. Mm. And that's mm. why I think 1984 was such a bad movie because it's it's no one cares. It's, it's not continuing her story from, say, Justice League or whatever, mm. but they don't know what they're doing in that in that era and so now they have to somehow go back and re- retroactively yeah make these movies but she's not no one knows about you know what i mean i kind of mm. feel like it's a perfect example of they literally just don't know what to fucking do because they're in a corner and they and they don't know yeah, how to. now again you could be more creative and, and doesn't mean you can't yeah. tell a good story i'm not i'm not excusing mm. them but i do think it's probably not the best environment to be in where you really can't like really push the character forward right because the character they do now still has to wind up where she is in the Justice League. But yeah. because they've got no future plans, there's no, you know what I mean? There's nothing happening mm. future wise. So, again, I just think it, it sucks. Scrap it, start over, and build a solid foundation and just try and get mm. it right. Like that. Yeah. Look, I don't know if they will. It could be all another colossal failure, but I'm just saying the you have your best opportunity if you scrap it yeah. and say, let's get a solid foundation mm. and build from there and take our time and not try and rush to the finish line and catch mm. up and all that sort yeah. of shit. Let's yeah. do it right. And doesn't mean we lose a couple of good stuff here and there and we never got yeah. to experience the best. Yes, it does. But I'd much rather them than that than them limping and, you know, mm. and keep making the same mistakes and trying to connect anything and try. I help you. Rich, just losing you there for a second, Rich. Oh, yeah. You're still, you're still there, Rich? It was, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear he's you now, man. Yeah. He's overheated the microphone. Yeah. Of the fire. Oh, Paddy Jenkins has gone into yeah. going on to him. Rich, uh, unfortunately, I think we've got a situation with your microphone. Do you mind just hanging up and then dialing straight back in? Paddy Jenkins. Paddy Jenkins, is, it's, it's gotten too hot. <laughs> He got, he got too hot. Rich is, Rich, is, yeah. Rich is out. He's taking a spell. Rich, you there? In, is, isn't it? Is oh, we've had a oh. few. We've had a oh, few there issues. is. Oh. Rich, you back? Hello. Yeah, yes. we can hear you, man. We can hear you. You're sounding better. Yeah. Um, so in essence, Rich, what you're basically saying is it's time for the scrap the Wonder Woman thing and and reboot yeah. it along with the uh, Superman and stuff. Yeah, but I also think that Warner Brothers need to start being more transparent. And and so that you don't get these false reportings or mm. her side, her you know their side, her side. Just just be transparent and say, look, we've let her go, or we're not, we're no longer pursuing it, or whatever. We mm. whatever. Just like I, I, there's a lot of crap going on where you're getting two different points of view, which is a bit shitty. I think everyone mm. needs to just like put their cards on the table and say, this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Ray, do you care? Mm-hmm. Were you a Wonder Woman fan? Gal Gadot. Yeah. I like Gal Gadot. I'll tell you what, I like her a yeah, lot. Yeah, me too. I, I like Gal Gadot as well. And I'll say um, Wonder Woman the first wait, time. Wait, wait, was... sorry. Can someone get a doctor, please? Hey. There are people here who are very 
uh, deranged, and delirious. <laughs> What's wrong? Uh, saying um, I like Gal Gadot. I, don't, I, don't I know like her. Well, I, I, I've never. Yeah. No, no, no. Hang on. I don't like her as a Wonder Woman. I'm saying if people like her, I, I've I never like been her. a fan of Gal Gadot as a Wonder yeah, Woman. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I liked her as Wonder Woman. She um, has the range of like the plank from Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> I tell you, I, I can flash it back to when I really became a fan. I was on a plane flight, and it was that movie that she did. It was like Keeping Up with the Jones or something. Ah, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, my yeah. Lord, yeah, I know there's the a lingerie day. scene. Yeah. <laughs> and I was on the plane, and I was like, this is some of the greatest shit I've seen in a mainstream movie in a long time. She has a body to die for. And I and that was where I fell in love that day. It was like a lap so many, dance. So many decisions you make on with the wrong head, Dave. Yeah. Well, all I can say is it was like a lap dance. And ever, you have a good feeling about that about that stripper for the rest of the night. That's how I feel about her after that incident, you know? I um, thought we were here to do critical thinking. But we're I doing critical. Well, that's, that's me being critical. I'm, I'm being as critical as I possibly yeah. can be. And um, I was yeah. judging it on the body, or, you know, and, and the figure, uh, the performance. yeah. yeah. All that. You know, if they're recasting Wonder Woman, uh, mm. get someone who, I don't know, like maybe someone a bit more athletic looking. Um, I think it'd be cool to see like a, you know, a Wonder Woman with lots of muscle to sort of stand aside Superman and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the initial kind of response, I guess, when Gal Gadot got the role. People were going, oh, look, she's, yeah. you know, she's not that. I, I thought she handled herself pretty well. I mean, in special, I mean, things like super jumps and stuff, you, you don't even need to I be athletic. Some, some people can't get huge. So I'll yep. think about if Elgado could act. But, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean, look, going back to, to what you asked, Dave, uh, look, I enjoyed the first one. Similar to Con- Connor, though, I haven't seen the second one, so I can't really judge Patty Jenkins' sure. like, work other than the first film, which I thought was was actually quite enjoyable. Um, I agree a lot with what Rich is saying, though, as well, um, in the fact that... Uh, you know, we all know that this whole thing about DC rushing it and compared, you know, comparing it to Marvel, the MCU, it's got to be a lot more um, considered and, and measured. Um, and and so there is that train of thought that, yeah, I mean, they have to, for good or bad, unfortunately, get rid of some of the good stuff. Yeah. Um, if they want to start again, start fresh. And again, we, we talked about this with Gunn and, um, you know, uh, about um, cleaning out, cleaning house. So, um yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would like to see, yeah, I'd like to see Wonder Woman. I don't, I'm not really beholden to Gal Gadot. Sure. Yeah, she could it. go. If Cavill um, could go, she could Or Patty, could Jenkins, yeah. Patty Jenkins as well. I mean, they were, you know, the the one movie I saw was, was quite good. And I don't yeah, know. There, there were many other good directors as well. So, yeah. And do we think Ezra Miller's Flash is going to be no. the thing that finally In, just ends know. it all? It sounds to me. I, I want I want a good flash on screen, but I don't want Ezra. He's Miller hopeless. I tell yeah. you what, he is absolutely fucking hopeless. He's hopeless in his personal life. He's hopeless professionally. He is a joke. He's an absolute. Mm. I thought he was on in um, Justice League. I thought he was him. terrible. I don't know. Yeah, I don't the know. thing that annoys me is like you make a flash movie, but you do Flashpoint. Like really, mm. yeah. yeah, I agree. By the way, I I got um, Flash. Silver Age Omnibus Volume Three the other day. I'm going to Ooh, collect, I'm, nice. collect, I'm collecting those Silver Age Flash Omnibuses. I'm building up quite the Flash collection actually. Oh, he's, he's Silver Age would be good. Yeah, he's he's really started to go up the rankings for me as a hero. Actually, mm. he's really started to climb. First um, trade of the Green Lantern Silver Age. Uh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. 
not the older buses because they're just too expensive. But um, I know the Silver Age. Rich, you're a big fan of that era, aren't you? Silver Age, Green Lantern. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But as, as I was saying, I my biggest dream before I die is to see a blonde Barry Allen on screen. Yeah, oh. sure. With the crew cut. I do, it doesn't have no, to be a crew cut. I, I, I just yeah, want blonde. Yeah. I literally just want blonde because there's been four Barry Allens now and they've <laughs> all been brown heads. So yeah. I just just once I'd like to see a blonde Barry Allen. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Rich, he probably I would dare say he may not be white. Um, okay. we, they do like to race change these days. We saw what if he's Asian, Rich? What if he's Asian? Asian yeah. Will he be? Will he be blonde? Asian yeah, blonde, dyed blonde hair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Could be a dyed blonde peroxide yeah. Asian. Guy. You know what? Yeah. If, if if that's the only way for me to get a blonde fucking Barry <laughs> Allen, fine, I'll take it. Yeah, I think I think we're likely to get a white Barry. No, I think I think would. No, I'm just saying, like, because I think they would race swap our Wally West. And they yeah. were bringing him. Oh, oh well, why? Then. Sorry, why? Why him? I don't know. I just he's been oh, raced. Oh, well, he's been raced no, no, before. Hang on, no, no, no. I, Wally Wang. Wally will be. Wally, Wally will be black because um, black. Uh, from this move, uh, from this moment onwards, Iris black. will always be black now. Yeah. Oh. I like that. Is she black in the comics now? Have they changed her? No. The, the only place the where she isn't black is the comics. Everything um, else, TV, like cartoons, mm, animated cartoon, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Live action, it's all... She, she's, she, she was uh, a whiner in that show, but I did find her attractive, I'll say that. Um, but she was a fucking whiner. She wouldn't stop whining all throughout that Flash show that I watched two seasons of. Oh, that is a CW show. She would not stop whining. Oh, my God. I was like, I did not see what he sees in you. I mean, I, I, I see visually what he sees in you, but your personality is a chore, you know? Yeah, that's par and course of CW. Minus yeah. Yes, that was an exception. Yeah. Well, moving on, uh, James Cameron admits his team got high on her own supply, making 2019's Terminator Dark Fate, a movie that I didn't mind. Um, I want to go around the table. Okay, we'll start with you, Con, a strong opinion. <laughs> James Cameron, go fuck himself with oh. that Dark Fate movie. He's such an idiot. He's so out of touch. Like, oh, the reason it failed was because I wanted Arthur Schwarzenegger. No, it's because the movie was awful and you killed John Connor in the first five that did, minutes. That did suck that he killed uh, John Connor. That, that's why. That's why people hated it. Yeah, it did suck that he killed John Connor. He was only producer, right? It was Tim Miller, director, right? It, it was, was his choice to kill John Connor. It was specifically yeah. him. He was quite hands-on, actually, uh, apparently, because he was hands-off right. on Genesis, but he was he was a lot more hands-on. Like, he was yeah. taking uh, even, I think, daily meetings on it with... Um, Miller apparently. Uh, yeah, I heard. I heard they said they were scrubbing the blood off the walls. Um, you know, between the confrontations, uh, James Cameron and Tim Miller. So it seemed like it was really heated, and like really? Uh, they've become friends since. But like, <clears throat> they both said that during the, the you know production, mm. uh, they just hated each other's guts because really? they were just too creative. Well, this is what James Cameron saying were too creative forces coming together and and you know with very strong opinions um yeah, yeah I, I haven't i haven't what i want to watch it i want to go through um Terminator it's worth it watches. it's worth it man you yeah didn't, you didn't like yeah. i don't hate it I so I, I just to clarify but is arnie is in it though isn't he yes and so yes yeah so that's a big mistake right is that is that what because i understand james cameron wanted um arnie and linda hamilton in it and tim miller didn't is that right um but um, well, it's definitely, you know, you know it's, it's massively, you know. yeah, but, but it's kind of like you know, they're, they're kind of holding too much onto the old guard when mm. I think Tim wanted the, the new stuff. Is that is that correct? Well, I mean, it, it's a huge part of the film that they're in it, so 
Yeah, oh, but Cameron I mean, as in, play, as, you know, I don't know. Yeah, if that's, as in the I don't rift, know if that's the yeah. rift. I don't know if that's the rift. I wasn't oh, okay. aware of that. But uh, oh, okay, but Rich. James Cameron, you're you're saying. Oh, sorry, Dave. James Cameron was saying that. Um, he was. They were hot. So he was admitting a mistake. Oh and, yeah, James but, Cameron was. Yeah, because it underperformed. Yeah, it underperformed. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was right. saying they got high on their own supply, and yeah, okay. you know they they didn't whatever they did didn't work. Basically, was he? Well, was, and, he and was Connor. As well, just to address, I guess what um what you were saying as well, it's just a poor film. Again, just what I've read because I haven't watched it. Um, Tim Miller was saying that it, it turned into a film that he didn't even know, um, you know, that he didn't even recognise because they just messed it up too much. He had a vision, and it just got so kind of cut up and redone. Yeah, um, right. That that so he admitted that you know it's terrible because his vision was kind of tainted by James Cameron. Yeah, I think I think. Uh... Arnold Schwarzenegger was part of it. Um, okay. not, not necessarily that he was back, just the direction they took it. But yeah, like, it's yeah. just the fact that that's what James Cameron thinks it is. It's just delusional. Mm. And he's always been delusional. He's a very is it, is it worse than, delusional person. It, it, is it worse than Genesis? Or? Um, I think it's better. I think it's better. Pick, um, pick your poison. Man. Yeah, neither, neither are too strong. I'm reading okay. here. So... Uh, da, 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 da. He reveals that his 40-year-long friendship with Schwarzenegger may have been the reason behind its failure. Uh, so I assume that... He, okay, I think what happened is I think the movie could have survived having Linda in it. I think it could have survived having Lin Arnold in it. But when you put Linda and Arnold in it, and then, you know, she's 60-something, he's 70-something, all of a sudden it wasn't your Terminator movie it wasn't even your dad's Terminator movie. It was your granddad's and Terminator dad's. movie. <laughs> um, so it was just our own myopia. We all got a, a kind of a little higher our own supply, and I think that's a lesson there. I mean, you know. Next up, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. Like, it, this is not a, a, an uncommon thing in Hollywood. No, they're just they're bringing back the old guard. I mean, it works so. for like, I mean, it works for Star Wars, like with Jedi, uh, yeah. but they fuck it up, yeah. so who cares? But, um... Yeah, I think, look, I'll, I'll say these two, Dark Fate and Genesis make Salvation look really good. <laughs> you know, like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I prefer both of them to Salvation. Salvation and Rise of the Machines. Salvation and Rise of the Machines are my least favourite. I don't love Genesis or Dark Fate, but I, but I think they're watchable, you know? Mm. Um, but I don't love them. You know, I honestly have no idea what you guys are talking about. They only made two Terminator <laughs> movies. Yeah. I have literally no idea what you guys are talking about. There's only T one and T two. No, no actually, Rich, no. And there's also the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yes. I was going to say that is awesome. Well, that's yeah. TV show. I don't. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I talk about movies. Yeah, there's yeah. only there's only yeah. two movies. I don't know what yeah. you guys are going on about. Yeah, I like <laughs> Rich keeping it simple. Um, <laughs> and you know that's the way to be. Now, we also had, I don't know if anyone's uh, excited about this, with the release of Batman Spawn, Greg Capullo told folk he's now going to be working with Marvel Comics, and he's put on the record with Mark Miller that he will returning to work at Marvel, first as a cover artist, then working on a project with them, uh, blah, 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 and there's a lot of information about Greg Capullo, but we all know his story, worked a lot on Spawn, uh, then went to Batman, etc., etc. then he, he did his own stuff, The Creech, uh, so is anyone excited for Greg Capullo returning to Marvel? To me, I'm not excited at all. Um, zero excitement almost, you know? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> only because uh, I know he did he did Quasar, and uh, oh, and I love Jesus, that run. So Quasar. <laughs> bring Quasar oh, back. Uh, give us a full 60-issue series again. I'll be happy. Thank you. <laughs> you want 60 issues of Quasar, right? I think you'd be lucky <laughs> to get six. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but look, good for Greg Capullo. He's back. Um, now, CB Sabolsky made some waves uh, oh. appearing as Akira Yoshida, I guess, at the Singapore <laughs> Comic Con. Wait, wait, Dave, you didn't ask me about Greg Capullo. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you like Greg Capullo, Connor? I don't care. You don't care. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Rich, have you got any opinion on Greg Capullo? Is Rich there you go. Rich there you is, go. That, 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 is, that is the opinion. Dead, dead silence <laughs> from Rich. Uh, I'm wondering if we've lost him again. Uh, Rich has been phasing in and out of existence uh, throughout this podcast. Uh, I, now, think, I think he's a very good artist and you get work where you can get it. Exactly, Rich. He's I just, I just hope they pay him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, that's exactly right. We don't want him to be in arrears. Now, I do. CB Sabalski appeared at the Singapore Comic Book Convention and he made a quote along the lines of, advice for young creators, don't quit your day job when you first get started. If you're freelancing, uh, don't quit with your first assignment and first paycheck. Um, there you it, go, Rich. <laughs> you don't have a full career in comics yet. I actually think it, it's decent advice from CB. I think actually, you're uh, foolish. I, the only thing I'd add on to that is don't don't quit your job at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe try and like get your hours cut a little bit and say, look, I can only work part-time or something, but yeah. you should not be relying on comics as your only paycheck, especially... Yeah. Um, you know, unless honestly, a lot of the sort of like crowdfunded guys seem to do all right, but again, but that's because they get all their own mm. profit and if everything they sell is profit, they can put into the company, they can put into making more. The problem with Marvel and DC is one, you don't know how much work you're going to get, you don't know when to let you go. It's a never ever quit your job, like ever. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's a decent point. Um, then we had uh, Shopping with the Gang. Now, I had only two things this week. Firstly, the Batman Silver Age Omnibus Volume 1. We're finally into the Silver Age. Thank fucking God we're out of the Golden Age with Batman because, believe you me, I know Connor's a big fan of Golden Age, but I seriously can only take so much Golden Age. Um, I'm glad we're in the... I, wish, I mean, I guess I've got some Bronze Age, but I want to be in the Bronze Age, but I'll take Silver Age. Um... um. You know, you know how close Superman is to getting Silver Age, or are they? I don't have that information in front of me, man. Um, I guess I can access. They Amazon. were, but James James Gunn. <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's, he's personally personally said he's not going to be publishing. It. They yeah. said they have to reprint the omnibuses. <laughs> oh God, he did it again. <laughs> um, I believe Titan Comics are publishing. Um, Conan from the very beginning with the Marvel omnibuses as well. Uh, now looking here, it looks like Superman Golden Age omnibus is up to volume seven. Uh, if that helps you at all. Um, so what Connor? what did Batman get up to before it went to Silver Age? Uh, <laughs> do you know? Okay. Well, I, I will find out for you. <laughs> Batman Golden Age. I wish I really wish I had all the money because I'd love those omnibuses. But Batman Jesus Golden Christ. Age omnibus volume nine. Okay, that, that came so out in sure. June, June 1, 2021. So that looks like it might have been the last one. And Batman okay. Silver Age Omnibus, yeah, is coming out uh, soon, like so next week. Yeah. Uh, Can I just say as well? I don't know if you guys have been checking out in the <clears throat> the Aussie Omnibus Collectors Group, mm. but the Book Grocer has a great a discount on a whole heap of DC omnibuses. Really? So, oh, let's get involved. Yeah. Shouldn't have told me that. Yeah. No, you should have told me that, Ray, and I'll be Not going sure. there in a fucking heartbeat. Hey, check, it, check it out now. Check it out I'm now. There yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah book yeah. grocer. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I love an omnibus. Like, frankly, yeah, I've never met an omnibus I don't like to say hello to. You know, um, <laughs> they they are fantastic. Um, I'm still reeling from my Zoe Zeldana comment um, earlier. Oh and yeah, I do feel that was probably a highlight of signal for this year. M- uh, mental actually, visuals. The, the rest of us actually tried to forget that you said that. Oh, me. <laughs> I'm, I'm focusing back in. I, I've got that in my head, and I've got Don Guan in my head. Um, that, that's in my head big time. Um, and thank you for Scarlett for bringing the interview up, which brought it to my attention. <laughs> bit of a, I think we need to have a cold shower here, guys. A reverse, <laughs> bit of reverse, reverse marketing. <laughs> um, now, look, guys, uh, basically we're entering weekly comics. I don't know if you guys want to stick around for weekly comics. Uh, if you've got any opinions on Conan the Barbarian 62 to 63 from the 70s. Oh yeah, I, I, unfortunately no, I don't. I don't <laughs> haven't read them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, well, look, I do want to say though, thank you both of you for coming on. Um, we're we're, we're going to be doing Trade of the Week Infinity Inc. If either of you have read okay. that, um, it's unfortunately not. No, it's okay. a very very obscure eighties comic which Rich recommended it spins out of all star squadron and roy thomas actually writes it and jerry ordway draws it and it's actually very entertaining um but i do want to say thank guys thank you for coming on oh, um awesome it's awesome merry to be christmas. on there merry yeah, christmas, merry, yeah. Merry christmas. Well, end of the holiday. year always a bit on the last episode of signal none of this happy holiday shit on signal <laughs> forget about happy holidays man we, we worship we worship jesus hey. we, we, you know in the manger uh three wise men etc cetera, etc cetera. i worship my fists but I'll say happy holidays because New Year's Eve soon as well. So, you know. Well, yeah. no, we're oh, I, believe, I believe, believe the correct terminology <laughs> is Merry <laughs> Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy right, right, right. Year. Have that a is, terrible yeah. Christmas and a shitty New Year day. Yeah. And everyone else, wow. Merry Christmas. Jeez, Connor. Who invited Connor to the shit dick? Um, no, but. <laughs> Thank you, Connor, for coming on as well. It's been a pleasure as Thanks always so to have yeah. you. We will have both of you on, I'm sure, next year. Uh, we're taking yeah. a we're taking a two three week break. Actually, um, nice. get a you know change the oil, uh, get my back massaged. I actually said the other day, I said to Michelle, you know, because she's always like, "You're so old, you're so grumpy." I said, "If I got a massage every day on my back, foot, and it, I'd be in a good mood all the time." You know, imagine. I was like, sure I was like just imagine. Just imagine how happy I'd be, you know? You just need to read more Batman. Yeah, I do need to read more Batman. I'm not reading enough Batman. That's that's true. I need to crack <laughs> into my flash on my business. Ray, what are you going to be reading over the over the holiday break? You got any reading plans? What's yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, bought, um, I've got the latest um, <clears throat> X-Factor Epic Collection. Oh, yeah. Um, so there I'm going to be go. reading that. Um, I've got a new Warriors on the bus. Uh, wow. Um. Mark Bagley, Fabian Nicieza, classic stuff. Is that volume 90s. two? Because I saw that in the store the other day. No, that's just come out. So I just yeah. got vo- I got volume one. Okay, um, cool. And a whole lot of Predator. I've just picked up um, yeah. a I pre- picked up an old uh, two issue I think arc. It's called Predator Primal. Mm. And get this, it's Predator versus a bear. That's all. Awesome. It's it. gonna be awesome. It's gonna be that awesome. sounds pretty good actually. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's really bad, but you know. I'll, I'll read it anyway. I want to see Predator fighting for real life. That would be sick. I feel <laughs> yes, like I yeah. feel like the bear's really gonna um, have its work cut out for it. Like, <laughs> I, I think so. Like you know, shoulder cannon. Uh, yeah, you know. like 
Like yeah, that yeah. bear, I feel a bit sorry for that bear, you know? The only way it'd be fair if it was hand-to-hand combat. Otherwise, it would yes. be like, Well, yeah. surely they're going to have to strip the Predator down to maybe even without the armor. You know what's exactly. better than Superman versus Predator? A quick answer, yes, before you finish the sentence. <laughs> yeah. That was a letdown. We did that on um, Last of the Krypton, and I felt that that was a, a, a bit of a fizzer, you know? Awful. That was awful. Yeah. That was I, I was being, I was being generous, but you know, you kicking the nads for both fans of both. Yeah, it was you know, a bit, bit of an insult. Um, yeah. Connor, any reading plans for you? You keep going going on about Homer and the Iliad, but he only wrote two books, man. So you got to run out of reading. Uh, I, just, I really like them. Um, I'm currently reading Herodotus histories, and mm. uh, in the comic side of things, mm. I, uh, I. I think I mentioned this in last Krypton. I want to reread Flex Mentello. Oh, yeah. And I like Grant Morrison. And I kind of want to revisit It's a Bird. Um, it's a Bird. A, yeah, it's a graphic novel written about a guy who got offered to write Superman. He didn't want it because he hated Superman. Mm. And then the novel goes through his process of him, like, uh, rationalizing why he doesn't like him and then sort of coming to like him at the end. Wow. And it was, when I originally re- read it, it was really highly recommended. And then I read it, and I was like, "Oh, well, that was pretty weird and kind of weak." Um, so I just kind of want to revisit that. Uh, but yeah, I also read um, Ernest Hemingway, "Old Man in the Sea," which is that's good. Oh, cool. that that's very you like cool. it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So quick read, 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 read. When you said that originally, I thought you were saying "Follow That Bird," the uh, Sesame Street, the Big Bird movie, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I wouldn't mind rewatching that." Uh, I'm a lot to get through that. It's pretty dense. It's a deep cut. I thought to myself, <laughs> but <laughs> don't you love the way that this guy's fucking milked a book idea? Like it's like, oh, you know, my process about like coming to terms with Superman. Oh, let me guess. By the end of it, you like him. Like, let me fucking guess. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, like. That was kind of weird. He spent so much of it just shitting on Superman, and he comes off as an asshole because yeah. it's all based on things that actually happen. Right. And he's talking to this random guy who's working on his house, and he's like, oh, I like Superman. It's like, what do you mean you like Superman? He's simple. He's dumb. And it's just full of weird stuff like that. And then at the end, he just kind of likes him all of a sudden. Yeah. And it was well. just very sudden. So odd. Yeah, uh, it, it sounds like a book that I'll be missing, that's for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I want to say, all right, guys, um, have a good no one, and we will catch you, you next year. All righty? No yeah. worries. Catch you. See Rich. See Dave. Cheers, guys. guys. Have a good one. Catch up. So, Rich, back to the dream team, you and me, man, just punching through yes. the overs. That was a, that was, that's actually a fun way to end the uh... – in the the yeah, definitely. Now, um, I did mean to me- mention the other uh, shopping with the gang um, this week was Gwenpool Omnibus hardcover, which I would love to get. Um, I, we're moving into the new place, so I really want to kind of like be careful about what I get. But I know, Rich, you had a different opinion with Gwenpool. We had a conversation earlier. Oh, yes. I have You're probably not picking this one up. Zero. <laughs> what, what did I... What... <laughs> I, I said you made the joke of like oh like uh, oh yeah I'll, I'll pay anything for it. And you said oh wartime um, prices cost or something. I said was well, as long as it was a a, a nickel, I might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, Christ, what a I don't know. I hate the whole Gwen crap and all that. So like I like my Spider Gwen. I like my Spider Gwen. You know, Ghost Spider. I love that. 
Maybe if they just stop there, but you know, the whole fucking Gwen thing is like its its own thing then. Yeah. All right. Well, it's weekly comics, Rich. Um, the final weekly comics of the year, actually. First up was a continuation of the Conan Epic Collection, Conan Barbarian 62 and 63, which essentially became Conan versus Amra and uh, Belit as well. Like, uh, two feisty issues. I really enjoyed it. And I want to say, I swear Dragon's Dogma, with its fantasy setting, took some cues from the Conan 70s comics. Uh, Dark Arisen. I really had Dark Arisen vibes when the, when the dead rose. Um, they weren't really dead. They looked like they were zombies, but they were sort of more freakish mutant things. Um, what did you think of this one? I thought it was fantastic, actually. I uh, really enjoyed it. I liked the um, sort of the um, Tarzan slash Kazar yes. kind of uh, character. Um, uh, I like the, the whole lion thing. He's the king of the lions, basically, Lord of the Lions. Mm. A uh, real son of a bitch, though. Real, real yeah. son of a bitch. Like, just fucking shags woman and then kills him. And <laughs> it's, it's quite a, quite a, um, quite a, a piece of shit character. But, yeah, uh, he's, but like, fun. he's like, like in, he's in, like if Tarzan was a real fucking piece of work. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, like... if, if, if Tarzan was an actual beast, an actual animal, yeah. like, like, there's no, like, there's no human quality to this, to this guy. There's no, yeah. there's no humanity. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a, a, a vicious, like, rabid animal almost. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, and he goes to his women and he chucks out the black lady and he, and he just powers through the wives. Like, he's just got no sort of <laughs> Which, respect. you know what, to be fair, it's probably something a lion does, to be fair. <laughs> probably just like, yeah, bitch getting too old. I'm going for a younger lioness now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was... um. Yeah, no, it was uh, very impressive two issues of Conan. I'm really enjoying this period of Conan. Roy Thomas and John Buscema are on a hot streak, you know? Yeah, we, we're actually in, uh, reading and enjoying a lot of Roy Thomas in the last couple of weeks. We are, yeah, it's it's gold. And I I said to his agent that if I get Roy on the show, we'll definitely go deep dive on Conan because he, he wrote so much Conan. You know, for a period of like fifteen. Oh, that's you know? yeah. I mean, dude, so much. We we can we can go deep on his Conan and go deep on his fucking JSA and yeah, All Star and all that's like the you know because he did a lot of that DC stuff. Like he did a lot of groundwork and created quite a lot of characters. So yeah, man, we can go so deep with that guy. That's great. Um, so I'm going to give this eight out of ten. The two issues, I think. Yeah, I, I that's the score I agree with. Yeah. Then we went, we went back to a classic, Flash 1, 2, 3, which is the Flash of Two Worlds. Um, mm-hmm. First time I've read it, actually. N- know all about it. Knew, knew, knew what happened. Jay Garrick meets Barry Allen. I knew that it was mm-hmm. like a comic book that uh, Gardner Fox was having dreams and writing the comic books of Jay Garrick, but then he vibrates to the real world where Jay Garrick is, Earth 2. I consider this one of... I can see how this inspired people like Grant Morrison. It is, I think, a perfectly told comic book. It's, 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 it's amazing how good this one is. Yeah, it's, it's funny to me. It, it, I'm going to say something, and it sounds like I'm insulting it or something, mm. but it's really not. But it's, it's what a, what I, the, the sort of enjoyment I get out of it, right, is mm. a bit of a, um, um, it's a laugh at the simplicity of it. Mm. Um, and by that, I just mean that, um, it's not necessarily like a simple idea or something like that, but just sometimes like how the heroes overcome the villains mm. is something so almost silly about it. Mm. Like 
where the, the the fiddler is like how did you break free uh when i commanded you you know to obey me and and or, or to do what i said and all that and they said yeah but you didn't command us to not try and escape and you're like okay and then when he, he said to them throw away the small diamonds well or only take the bigger diamonds because he didn't say to get rid of the smaller diamonds. They put it in their ears and that changed the frequency. It's like, yeah, it's something that's silly, but at the same time, it's enjoyable in its silliness. Yeah. Of just how simplistic it was writing, you know, and it, you know, it's probably very difficult because I mean, you're writing these things, you know, on, on a monthly basis, sometimes mm. fortnightly, uh, fortnightly and all that sort of stuff or bi-monthly. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to come up with ideas, but they're still charming and entertaining in that sort of simplistic way and still more enjoyable than like the more complex shit that you try and read today. Like, Oh yeah. Where, uh, where they lose you, where you kind of go, what the fuck is, you know, like why? But, but often it's not complex? that complex either today as well. Like often it seems very. No, sort no, no, no. Well, sorry, I, obviously it's, 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 it's not visual. I did inverted comments. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, um uh, you know, uh, deeper stuff, but, uh, and, and we'll get to this in the, the the second book as well, the Justice League one. And um, uh, one thing I do have to give these guys credit for, and I'll cover it more in the next book, mm. is how you have to. You've almost got to make your characters not lame, or even like in no way come across as lame. Um, yeah. And I'll explain myself in the Justice League one because there's a better example in the Justice League one. But I still thoroughly enjoyed it. I like this idea. Again, this is, I said to you, I love this is my this is the period I love about the multiple Earth. Uh. I love this period about Earth One, Earth Two, something so clever like, oh my god, um, the original Flash was a comic book in this world because you know, God and Fox, uh. he was tuned into the frequency, blah blah blah. I'm like, this is the brilliant way. This is the way to do multiple uh. um sort of earths and all that sort of stuff. And 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 have fun with it and and tell interesting stories and hundred percent man. So, no, I yeah, yeah I agree. I I I think they got it one hundred percent right. If first time out, you know, like what first oh, time so out. Cool. And how cool was it seeing like uh, the shade? shade yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's like you look really mean and uh, almost like Ebenezer Scrooge. It was so cool. Yeah, no, the shade which we know from um, uh, Starman. Oh man. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he, he goes to Opal City. Yeah, no, really, I, I give this a 9 out of 10. I, I, I thought this was excellent. You know, really, really strong. Um, one of my uh, sort of... One favorite. thing I, I will say, though, which weirds me out about The Flash at this point in time, Yeah, they always gave him an overly large cranium. He you did have it. Yeah, he did. Yes, I agree. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's the style or, or the mask or maybe that they're trying to say, like, because there's hair underneath the mask. Yeah. Uh, underneath the hood kind of thing and all that. They, maybe they were trying to make it look, you know, like, oh, well, he's clearly got hair. Who you know, was maybe, a, who was an art duties for this classic story? Was it... Um, um, I will look up... Is it Mike Zabowski? Look, uh, what's on the... Uh, I'm not sure. Let's hair. look. Flash. One, two, three. Um... Yeah, I'm not actually sure who 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 was on um Art Judy's. It was written by Gardner Fox. Um but I'm not confident on who the artist was. Um because I think it's the I think it's the artist that, that rebooted the flash. It's Carmine Infantino. There you yeah, go. yeah, it's Carmine, yeah. Because he always used to do flash with a slightly enlarged cranium when he had the suit on. So yeah. 
when he did normal Barry Allen looked normal all in proportion but whenever and I think that was him just going like oh well he would have hair underneath there yeah so I have to make the head look a little bit and I'm like wow what is what a little detail to think about because you don't really do that you know a lot of people they kind of make like with Spider-Man mm. you know what I mean it's like it's like the the mask fits perfectly oh yeah yeah you and it's the same head shape and all that so uh, just a little thing like that I've always found fascinating with his um flash was uh, the cranium voice looks a little bit bigger. And it was September 61. This one came out in September 1961. I always thought it was a bit earlier than that, but there you go. And that was a revolutionary moment in... Um, Maybe that's this. why I had 61 in my head. Yeah, probably, probably, <laughs> yeah. Um, nine out of ten from me. What are you giving it, Rich? Yeah, yeah, I, again, I agree with that score. We're on... Cool. We're on then we had Just League of America 63. I picked this because of the great cover. I love the cover yeah. with Superman. A really, a really crazy book. Yeah. Crazy good, though, I think. You know, bizarre storyline about about the Just League. Firstly, it's got a time – like, it's got time people coming to look at the Just League that they can't see, saying this is the day the Just League gets destroyed, the father's comforting the son because all his favourite characters are about to die. Um, turns out then – they all go evil because of the key. Not evil. They want to kill each other. Well, and, they've been yeah. living it all yeah, to kill each other. And, and and this is where I was talking, and, and this is where I'll bring up the thing where it's like um, the simplicity and almost like the silliness of it, right? Mm. So how they get past it is that Superman spins himself back in time. Yes. And brings his past self forward so that he's not affected by <laughs> the mind, yeah, yeah. By the mind control, basically. And so they basically use him to sort of like knock them out and get them out the building and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. and this is where I'll say the, um, how you, you, you got to try and make characters seem like not lame yeah. or like, okay, so they locked in the room, okay? And then you got Green Lantern, like, I'll use my power ring to blast the door. Green Lantern's like, you know, I'll use my explosive arrow. Yeah. You know, Batman's like, I'll use the laser cutter. Flash is like, I'll vibrate through it. Superman's like, I'll punch it. And Atom is like, I'll shrink down and get underneath it. And one woman is like, I'll shatter it with my lasso. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's like your lasso doesn't work like that. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I've never seen her shatter anything with and, a lasso. And it's literally a picture of her just sort of like throwing it up against <laughs> Yeah. Against the door, and I thought to myself, "It's so lame." But you can't, you can't just have that character be like, "Well, I can't fucking do anything because we're gonna punch it." And this, but you know, I, I'm gonna lasso it. And, and back in like, the day, was she? She wasn't quite as strong as she is now, is she? No, like, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, well, that's the thing. I think she's always been a bit strong, but she doesn't have the invulnerability. Mm. which is why she has to like bounce you know uh, bullets and stuff and all that so even if she was to hit something with all her strength she'd probably crush her uh, her hand uh with the force because again i don't think she has that sort of invulnerability no uh and snapper car was in this and you know what's yes. really cool is seeing the key yeah i like the key that's a that's a character that really doesn't get used oh hardly um, ever he was uh, used uh, once uh, in grant morrison's jla that mm. i remember um mm -hmm. but yeah no he he rarely gets a run you know, um, it was good to see him actually. Um, more of a classic villain, yeah. I mean, for me, not as good as the Flash yeah, one, but no. still, still good. Uh, I give Again, it a seven. It's it's fun and it's endearing and it's charming and mm. and again it's a it's a one and done 
issue story. Yeah, that's it. Something that I don't think most writers today could probably do. I mean, this was 25 pages. Uh-huh. Um, or 24, 24 pages, I think, or 24 pages. And and it's a coherent, totally. self-contained story with a lot happens in it. There's a lot of, like, it's not a, no. oh, this, and then we get a, it's like there's quite a few moving pieces. Begins and ends with the time travel stuff, even that's wrapped up yeah. at the end. It's, it's yeah. up and down. There's a fight scene between henchmen. Like, there's a lot. A lot of stuff is filled into this. Yeah. 100%. And you know what? Most pages do not go above five panels. Yeah. Um, there's a couple. There's a couple that maybe have, like, um, seven or eight. It's professionally in, done. In it's it, it's professionally done, man. It's, and, it's and, an excellent. Yeah. And to be fair, some, even, some of the pages even only have, like, three panels. So my point is it's not like they were cramming in by putting, like, you know, ten yeah. 10 panels per page if it, no uh, it's it just i don't know it's a, it's a credit to the not only the artist but also the writer as well totally great <laughs> telling I, a coherent story i gave it a seven what are you giving it rich uh i'm gonna go a little bit higher 7.5 cool um final uh weekly comic was assassin's apprentice one i'm a big fan of robin hobb uh and her her assassin's books um the farsi trilogy i believe they're called um, fascinating to see it done as a comic. I, I think it's done well. I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. I want to say it came from Dark Horse. Uh, let me just double check on that. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Sadly, I did not get a chance to read this. Though. Yeah, no, look, I mean, have you read the the actual novels, The any of the um, Robin Hood oh, novels? Oh, I think years and years ago I read the first two. Okay, well, this oh, that's is, it. I, it's not a series I got into. Okay, this is the this is the first one. Yeah, it's Dark Horse Comics. I thought it was. Um, this is the the first book in the series, and so this is the first volume. I assume it's going to be like a you know six parter or ten parter or something to novelize it. Always challenging to to do a novel as a, as a comic, I think. And this did it well. It, it did the basics of the beginning of the very beginning of the story. I I actually think it was a good effort. Um, you know, you always wonder who exactly they're aiming it for. You know, is it for the fans of the book? Or are they looking for, you know, that crossover appeal? Um, but nonetheless, it, it was very competent artwork, a well-told story. It didn't deviate from the platform Robin Hobb laid down, which was so strong. Uh, I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. I, I considered it was very professionally done, you know? Um, now, our trade of the week. Now, Rich, I admit I couldn't finish it, and that was only due to time factors, and my week has been crazy busy. Um, but what I did read, I really enjoyed. A kind of complex story, in a way. Um, take us through it. Now, I'm assuming to understand this story, you had to be collecting both All-Star Squadron and Infinity Inc. at the time. Am I correct? Um, yeah, so basically, he, um, so Roy Thomas... Uh, I've read a bit. He he always wanted to to write JSA, uh-huh. uh, but obviously by the time he started working for DC, JSA was you know being cancelled, uh-huh. and so he basically came up with the, he conceived of the new title called All Star Squadron, set during World War Two, blah, blah blah blah, so he could kind of you know be able to do some JSA stuff, uh-huh. and then obviously from that he had an, a, a JSA related idea, uh-huh. which uh, <laughs> he was going to originally call it Time Titans, uh-huh. is is what I found out, and then. Obviously, that sounded too much like Teen Titans and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Anyway, him with him and his wife and all that, they, they went through a few names, like Centurions and all this sort of stuff. 
and finally they settled on you know infinity ink and all that and it was basically um it's similar to what john's has done it's a it's a passing of sort of legacies or it's legacy characters who you know um you know like one of them is hawkman and hawkwoman's son mm. one is uh fury which is um uh wonder woman and uh steve trevor's kid you know you got brave wave jr who's actually a a son of a villain mm. you know and and a new clon who later becomes adam smasher and all that sort of stuff so uh, again an early sort of thing of of creating these legacy characters for jsa characters and all that sort of stuff so a lot of fun now i will say this i think um, i disagree with the order that they did this um mm. this book i felt that they probably should have started with um the first three issues of um infinity uh, of infinity inc mm. because in issue three it has them going back in time like they they get brain you know bombarded by yeah yeah uh, ultra humanoid and then they hop on this time capsule they go back in time and then they show up in in the two issues of well two issues plus a um uh annual of also squadrons but yeah. the problem is, is they, they start with the also squadron yeah Stories and then almost I like go back and tell like oh, okay well this is the start of so it's I, I kind of feel like they should yeah. have they should have mixed it in and actually had them go kind of in order mm. type of thing and all that um but essentially ultra humanite in the past and in the current is hatching a plan to get out of limbo with some other villains um and so they use the the kids and I never realized on. ultra humanite was I thought he was just always a gorilla thing. Mm. But you know what not... I love about also reading this stuff as well is that how how it it helps you enjoy that um uh remember that golden age Ellsworth's novel mm. um it really helps you enjoy that even more like if you read this um before or even after the fact yeah because you know like uh, Robot Man's mentioned and Ultra Humanite is is part of that story. And you've got all these, you know, characters that are introduced in, in All-Star and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, um, like even the way they talk about Tarantula's book. Yes. Um, uh, he, that, you know, that is a big part of his, the, the, the thing in that Golden Age. So I kind of love that all that shit works together, even that Elseworlds stuff and all that. Yeah, totally. And this is the start of when uh, Atom actually starts getting powers. Mm. So uh, and and he eventually changes his costume to look more like the the villain sort of character called uh what's he called um, cyclotron or something like that mm. um who ends up uh, dying and all that sort of stuff and he changes his costume to sort of pay homage to him and he actually now gets atomic powers you know so now he's called himself the atom for real now that's <laughs> <laughs> um, also the introduction of amazing man i don't know if you're familiar with amazing man i wasn't familiar um, but it was it was kind of fascinating you know yeah it's dc's version of um the absorbing man um uh, yeah actually yes now you say that yeah okay um uh very interesting will everett i think is his name a uh, very interesting character he's popped up every now and again and all that and so it's essentially these kids they they want to join the jsa they go there, kind of cause a ruckus, get into fight with them, all those sort of stuff. They kind of get told no. Mm. Um, and what I like is that some of the younger JSA members, like your Star Spangled Kid and Huntress and um, Power Girl, they kind of leave and be mm. like, well, we're going to join. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll go join them. You know, they're a bit of a younger crowd, you old codgers. And in the <laughs> in the introduction, uh, Roy Thomas basically says he was told that, that, like, Power Girl and Huntress would join the team, you know? Yes, yeah. 
So did he create Jade and Obsidian? That was totally Flash Creations? These are all his, yeah, I believe these are wow. all his creations. Because so I've always liked Jade in the suit. You know, I, did, I, I honestly didn't realise that these guys were created in the 80s. I thought they were more of a 90s thing. So, yeah, okay, that was interesting. Yeah, well, again, after you enjoyed All-Star Squadron, that's why I thought well, maybe we'll give um, Infinity Inc. because one is by Roy mm. Thomas, and, and it actually was kind of round about the same time mm. that they were doing um, All-Star Squadron. So the... Uh, the, the Infinity Inc. is in the present and yeah. the also thought it is in the past. Mm. And I thought it was a, it's, a, it's a good way of like kind of like tying it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's good, man. Like, I, I will say this, like the All-Star Squadron stuff, it's, I mean, there's a lot going on, you know? Mm. And, well, they're setting up all the characters here. Yeah. There's a lot of backstory. Oh, there's a lot going on and it's fun. It's dense, but it's fun. And mm. like Roy Thomas, like it's... Not challenging is not the right word, it, but it, it's a it's a real kind of like you've really got to kind of get into the deep end of the pool. I find because it's very sort of like character heavy. He spams it full of characters, but it's interesting and he does tell a good story, and you're kind of rewarded. It's like when we read All Star Squadron. At first, I was like, "Oh Jesus, this is going to be a slog," and then by the end of ten, I was like, "Man, I'm really invested." He he makes you. I think, in a weird way, pay attention as a reader because it is quite dense. There's a lot of characters on the page, and but they do have their own banter. They have their own personality. He he is kind of like a... I see him as kind of like a prototype Jeff Johns in a way, like how Jeff Johns did superhero comics, like obviously many decades later and more modernised. But I can sort of see some patterns, you know, like Roy Thomas is a pretty accomplished comic book writer is, is what I'm digging from reading this superhero stuff, you know? Mm. And, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Jerry Ordway does not let the side down with the artwork. I think the artwork yeah. is well, actually a massive part of this. He has a credit. He's got a joint credit with okay. uh, creating infinity. Well, Jerry Ordway is knocking it out of the park as well which I think really helps the storyline, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of Infinity Inc., who would be your favourite members be if you had to pick two? I've always had a soft spot for Jade. Oh, jeez, man. I mean, I it's probably easy to say that I think the weakest character is um, the, the bird guy. Yeah. <laughs> They're sort of standing for Hawkman. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Nucleon is fine. I think he's, he, he becomes his own when he becomes Adam Smash and all this sort of stuff. But yeah. I'd probably say, um, yeah, I think Jade is strong. And I yeah. think um, Silver Scarab and um, Fury are strong as well. I think those yeah. three are probably, like, yeah. the most interesting characters. Probably because they're also a bit more legacy. Yeah. Um, so... Um, Nucleon uh, is or Albert is is tied more to the villain Cyclotron, mm. um, and, and, and as I said, uh, what's his name? Wing. Oh, fuck, I, can't, I, I don't can't know what his name is, but he he kind of sucks. Yeah, he, he you <laughs> know he's he's probably a weak link, and you know Obsidian doesn't do much. Um, he's he's a, he he becomes character. a cool character, and I like him yeah. because of I've seen him later on, you know, but. He certainly, yeah, he's, he, they're interesting though, him and Jade, I think, for the beginning, you know? Yeah. And again, Fury and, 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 okay, so at this point, Jade and Asuna don't actually know if Green Lantern is their father. They believe he is. It's mm. a lot of 
speculation, all that sort of stuff that, you know, they are right. But my point is at this point, they don't know. Whereas, um, uh, 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 Silver Scarab and Fury, because they are direct, they have a lot more sort of baggage. Mm. Um, a lot more sort of history with the, the JSA uh, characters, you know, obviously one being Hawk, Hawkman and Hawkwoman's son, mm. the other one being Wonder Woman's daughter. Um, uh, I, I find them two probably at this point the most interesting um, of the two, a bit more chip on their shoulders, uh, mm. so to speak. So it's which really two was that? What were their names? Uh, Silver Scarab, mm. um, who, uh, what's his name? It's, um, uh, fuck, it's, uh, obviously he's a hawk. <laughs> um, shit, I'm trying to remember. Well, so Fury, Fury's the blonde chick who yeah. is is um, she was uh, interesting. Trevor and and whatever, and then uh, Silver Scarab is um, Hawkman's um, right son. Yeah, yeah. Hawkman's son. Okay, um, I'm just trying to remember what their names. So, what happened to those kind of guys? Did they just get retconned out of existence? I know Jaden Obsidian. Did. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Jaden Obsidian went on. Um, a bit more history. Uh, the bird guy just fucking went away. Obviously, Nukon went on to be um, sort of Adam Smasher and all that sort of stuff. Um, the Star Spangled Kid changed his identity, but he ended up being accidentally killed by uh, Mr. Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fury and uh, Silver Scarab kind of disappeared, and um, Johns brought them back when he mm. made... Um, when he made um, uh, Silver Scarab the new Doctor Fate in the right. JSA run and all that sort of stuff. Okay, so, cool. Okay. Yeah, the, I mean, again, Johns is really good. Yeah, he, he he's he's just good at going into the past and being like, "What can I fucking do? What can I play mm. with? What can I?" Well, Roy Thomas lays a lot of groundwork here. Like, oh, fuck yeah, he's yeah, laying yeah. a lot of groundwork that I think can be exploited later on. Like, he's a busy writer. I'll say that for Roy Thomas, he's very busy. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, I want to. I'm going to finish reading the volume over Christmas. Um, what I've read, I've read about two thirds. I, I very much enjoyed. I, I still really like that All Star Squadron. I, I'm going to keep reading that. I, I'm strong. Look, all in all, I'm giving it eight out of ten. I, I think it's a continuation of the All Star Squadron vibe. I mean, there's a lot of All Star Squadron in this collection, uh, and it's good fun. I mean, it's 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 good old fashioned comic book fun is how I describe it. Like it's it's comic books for the sake of fun. And there's still serious events happening and shit, like the war's on and but it's entertaining, you know, it's 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 good stuff. It's a bit it's a good dose of old fashioned fun as far as I'm concerned, reading this. Oh, oh for sure. I think um um and it did it did a good job uh, of um kind of introducing the characters bit by bit kind of thing. Mm. Like um uh, you know, they don't all just like rock up at the same time. Like uh, no. uh, Jade and, and Obsidian sort of come in a little bit later on their own accord. Um, the the others do, and then Brainwave Junior also he comes in on his. You know what I mean? Like they don't just all just like rock up together and be like, "We're Infinity Inc." It's like, you know, it does happen. There's a good progression to it. Hector Hall. Oh, thank you. Sorry, my brain was just going. Hector Hall is the yeah. son of um, the Halls. Um, yeah. Um, Bit of alliteration uh, yeah, yeah, there. Yes. <laughs> um, and so um, it's really enjoyable. I think if if you enjoyed the All-Star Squadron, mm. from like my recommendation to any readers, and you want to continue that and and have something that ties into it, mm. um, 
I think if anything is is brilliant, and, and again, if you're a fan of Jerry Wardway, who's just I think one of the one of just uh, one of the best artists. To, uh, I to think he, I really have got an exposure to him recently with your picks on the show. I've always liked him, uh, but he's a, he's a real talent, uh, you know. Like frankly, like a and real again, workhorse. And this, is, and this is young Jerry Ordway, hey? Yeah, because Jerry Ordway is only sixty five, so yeah. he would have only been like twenty. Like wow. in his twenties, were doing this, uh, yeah. doing the the um, all star and um, yeah. and and, the, and this, and so yeah, he went on to like just really fucking hone his craft, man. Like oh, for he, sure, yeah. he became a real master of. You know, he's doing the, the 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 flashbacks in the Justice Society thing that Jeff Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Of course I do. I'm, I know that man's art, man. Seriously, yeah. I, I thought <laughs> when you I would see have. it, I'm just like, I'm like, oh yes, love me a bit of Jerry Ordway. No, it's because I mean, I'm giving it eight out of ten, and and a recommendation to to listeners check out All Star Squadron and check out Infinity Inc. If you're after a bit of good old fashioned DC comic books fun with some sort of fringe characters mixed in with some more well known characters, it's a I, I think it's it's it, it's good stuff, you know. Oh yeah, completely agree. And also, you know what I like? I don't feel like I need to read forty seven other books to understand it. It feels like Roy Thomas lays it out so that when I'm reading All Star Squadron and Infinity Inc., you know, I I get the story. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like I've got to read seventeen other comics to understand this big event. You know? Yep. Which I is you know honing it in to an issue, making an issue matter. Um, I I think it's important. Um, well, Rich, oh, and also you know, uh, and, and something I always bring up. Mm. It's a masterclass in having characters actually have their own voice. Yeah. Right? No, this is not a group of like, oh, hey, you're my best friend. Oh, hey, yeah. girlfriend. We're girl, so yeah. sisterhood. And, you know, oh, my God, you're the greatest. You're the best. No, they actually sometimes, you know, they nip at each other. Oh, they yeah. They say something, you know, and the other person goes, hey, fucking calm down now. You know what I mean? There's no need for that kind of, you know, attitude. Like, they, they piss each other off. They sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them rub the other ones the wrong way, or like Hector basically doesn't like I can't remember his fucking name, Birdman, because he feels yeah. like Birdman had a better relationship with his dad. You know what I mean? And so yeah. he kind of takes it out on him. I mean, this is what you want. You want you want characters to feel like they are actual characters and that they 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 have their own dislikes their own well, that's the fun of you running I mean? a team as well a team should have but, that, but you, you know? wouldn't feel that today like you remember like when we read that nubia thing jesus jesus christ that man. was terrible every person who was talking about nubia sounded like exactly it sounded like the writer that was fucking woeful man that was yeah. just that was just an advertisement that was like a fan club fan fiction letter or issue for nubia fans only that yeah. was real, real, real deep in the weeds of Nubia fandom. Um, but I, I will yeah, tip my hat to Roy Thomas because, I mean, he's, he, he did it with the All-Star Squadron. He's done it with this. He writes characters that, while they are friends, while they all, like, fight for the same thing and they are complementary to each other, they do also have a go at hey, each other. Yeah, at each other off, yeah. you know, it's... it's yeah, it, man. It's, fun. it's, it's, fun. A, it it's like a working relationship. There's a bit of back and forth. Um, yeah, no, I, it's it, it's good stuff. Now, I mean, we've come to the end of the year. Um, and, Rich, firstly, Merry Christmas to you, my friend, and thank you very much for your efforts this year. Merry Christmas to us all. Yes, indeed. 
I definitely feel you have been less Scrooge-like and less Grinch-like this Christmas season, which I think is a compliment possibly to your girlfriend. Um, but something's happened in the chemistry of Rich. You're, you know, you're, you're cheaper through the December months, which is which is something uh, unusual. Um, I want to say thank you to all the listeners um, who've stuck with the signal. Um, I wouldn't say through good times and bad. It's only been good times, but some long shows... Some great comments. I mean, the people out there who support the show, I want to thank each and every one of them, all our Patreons as well. Um, look, if you ever want to support the show, you can join our Patreon. Um, I, I really don't mean to promote it overly, but just patreon.com slash Doom. It's appreciated. But the biggest thing is, you know, you like the show. We, you know, always feel free to come at us with, you know, your takes, your questions, whatever. We'll try to cover it. If you join the Patreon, you can suggest books and everything like that. Um, we're proud members of the collective, obviously. Um, you've got uh, Capes and Lunatics with Phil and Lilith and Charlie. They do a lot of great shows. You've, we had Ray on tonight, uh, into Mr. Into the Night. Um, he does his Spider-Woman show, To Know Is To Fira, and many other things he does. You've got Connor with Last Sons of Krypton. He's got his Iron Fist podcast. We had them on tonight, those guys. You've got Brian Biggie with Inner Demons. Plenty of shows on the collective to enjoy. Um, Rich, the floor is yours. Any comments you'd like to make? You know, this I is your chance. I just want to say I've enjoyed another year. Yep. I hope everyone else has as well. Mm. I will say goodbye and Merry Christmas for now and hope to see uh, all the fans and hopefully new fans in the new year. That's it, man. I mean, like, what what is Christmas? The, the birth of Christ, uh, the commercialization of that. Um, Santa, uh, Coca-Cola. For me, uh, it's just the longest month to get through. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, no, look, all joking aside, thank you so much, everyone, and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. Great year. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue If I can dream of a better land Where all my brothers walk hand in hand Tell me why, oh why There must be peace and understanding sometime Strong winds of promise that will blow away all the doubt and fear If I can dream of a warmer sun where hope keeps shining away
Thank you. Good night.